Bring in the hype. And Ben, I got nothing this week. What? I don't. I don't. I just I don't brought the hype. Anything. How? I don't. I, I. My brain fried. There you go. It fried. Yeah, it fried. You killed the like hype. the hype is dead. Yeah, I, I, I killed the hype. Yeah. <laughs> where is my Where is my knife? Long live the hype. Self deprecating Ben is back. American hype. <laughs> uh, so since Justin's all hype today, let's go to him first. I mean, you do that anyway. That's the joke. Funny joke. Um, let's see. I have been trying to play other stuff so I can report in. Um, but that's hard because I just haven't really felt like playing anything. I've been watching a lot of stuff, but haven't been playing much. Um, I did. I streamed more Zysteria uh, yesterday. That was still a lot of fun. Still very anime. But, like, the story's going to some cool places. Um, the stream last night ended with, like, a, a meeting with the, the royals of the city that I was in. And <laughs> I, I got a kick out of the fact that everyone had an entire chicken in front of them for dinner. And your um, hero had, like, sunglasses on the whole time? Yeah. You can you can do, like, uh, cosmetics that you pick out through the game, and they stay on during cutscenes. Which is my favorite thing about the game already. <laughs> Um, cause he's such a cool cucumber while he's being interrogated by these evil royals. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so yeah, like you see these characters sitting around the table that are very obvious, like evil tropes and games. Um, and they're trying to play it off. Like they're the, you know, the authorities and you're like, all right, these are obviously the bad guys. I know where this is going to go, but like, it's still cool the way it plays out. It, it's a lot of fun. And I really like the like hooded thief group. Um, that's popped up a few times. I'm not sure what their deal is, but they're cool. And they wear their masks like everyone should. Um, but yeah, that, I don't have too much to say on that. Uh, I did learn how to like fuse with the Seraphims and get like a bunch of different attacks and stuff. And that was really cool. Um, but I haven't used it too much because the combat's super easy and I feel like I don't need to. <laughs> but um, I like the game. It's just kind of, like, it's weirdly simple for a game that has so many mechanics. Um, let's see, and then... Oh, that's great audio, sorry. Um, <laughs> I uh, got a few things in the Steam Summer Sale, but um, I haven't jumped into too much yet because that started, what, yesterday? Something like that? Um, but I finally, like, I've talked about it for months. I finally picked up Divinity Original Sin 2, um, because I've been kind of curious about that for a long time, and I'm impatient for, uh, Baldur's Gate 3, uh, because, like, even with the beta coming out in August, I still feel like that's going to be pretty rough, so I kind of want to, like, I want to get a feel for how that type of game works with this one, so that I'll be ready for Baldur's Gate 3, because I think that's going to be more like what I want divinity to be but you know it's it's something but anyway uh divinity is pretty cool i'm not totally sold on it um it's a little like it's almost too open for me and yet still pretty restricted so like the whole gimmick of the game is you can like you can make whatever choices you want kind of similar to like D or something like that uh but it doesn't really play out in a D way like i kind of i want the um the like you know, die roll percentage type thing 
to all of your actions. And I want like that, um, that like, you know, you have one movement action, one attack action, etc. Uh, but the way this works is you have a certain number of action points in combat, uh, and different abilities take different numbers of action points and, uh, different, like, amounts of movement take different number of action points. So, it's just, it's a very, like, uh, solitary system. Like, it's, it doesn't feel like it's based on D&D or Pathfinder or anything like that. It's its own thing. And so it's a, it's a little difficult for me to get into because I don't really like how the action point system works. Um, because it's still, it feels like a turn-based RPG, but it's got that kind of, like, free-flowing, like, you know, you need to keep moving around the field and all that, uh, element to it, but you never want to waste action points on moving. Um, and so it's, it's just, it's kind of, it feels a little bit at odds with itself, but it's got some really cool stuff, like, there's, uh, there's environmental things you can interact with, so, like, there might be a, you know, an oil barrel or something on the, uh, playfield. And so if you attack that oil barrel, barrel, uh, it'll, you know, spew oil everywhere. And then you can hit that area with the fire spell and it'll all like light up. Or you can just hit the barrel with the fire spell and it'll light up, um, automatically. And anything like in range of that will start burning. Um, and like there's certain spells where maybe like, you know, you can, uh, like make an enemy wet. Um, I know. Um, and, then you can hit it with an electricity spell on your next turn. So like it's, you know, it's drenched, like it's, it's in a puddle of water and then you hit that, that water with an electricity spell and it electrocutes it. Uh, so like, there's kind of cool ways to like manipulate that stuff uh, around the battlefield, but it all feels very gamey. Like the thing with Baldur's Gate three, what they're saying is you can, you know, you can take on encounters any way you want. Like it feels like D and D where you have a bunch of different actions you can do and, you know, all of that. Um, this is very much, you can attack, you can use a spell, you can use, like, an, you know, a scroll or an item or something out of your hotbar. Um, what those things do is pretty dynamic, like, like I said, with, you know, water, oil, fire, that kind of thing. But it's all within the structure of the video game rules they've set. Um, it doesn't feel like a, you know, a physics system or anything like that. Um, and then outside of combat, there's some really nice interactions with characters and stuff where you have, like, a bunch of dialogue options for everything. But I never really get the sense that the options matter all that much. Uh, like, it seems like you can, you know, calm someone down and prevent them from fighting you. Uh, you can maybe get a little more information than you would otherwise. But it still feels like it... At the end of the day, the dialogue has to go to a point. Um, so basically what I'm saying is like, I wanted a game that feels like D&D and this scratches that itch, but it doesn't feel like it. It's a fine comparison, um, but I didn't jump. I haven't jumped too much into it. I'm only at like a few hours in um, and I did one of like the origin characters because the character creation system was kind of overwhelming. Um, and so I figured I'd start with this, kind of get a feel for the game, and then, you know, maybe do another run, like start over with a pre, with a, uh, a, a character that's not pre-built. Uh, because like the pre-built characters are kind of cool. They have their own dialogue options and certain things because <laughs> they have like renown in the world. Uh, so like, you know, 
if they've heard of you, they might react to you differently. Uh, whereas, like, if you just play a character that you built from the ground up, you're a stranger to everyone. Like, you're just like anyone else. So it's kind of cool to play the different ways. And I feel like the dialogue system is definitely where uh, where the game strives. Um, but I, just, I haven't experienced enough of it. Uh, actually, exploring around the world is kind of interesting, though. Because, like, it just looks like... It looks like an environment. Like, it's hard to tell what you can interact with. Um, and, like, the the boxes and chests and things like that that you can loot kind of blend in with everything else. So, like, there's a button you can hit to see, like, what lootable items are on, you know, are on the map. Uh, kind of like the, uh, like, hitting alt to check your treasure and, like, Diablo or something like that. Um, and then there's also, like, secret paths that you can find just by kind of, you know, being alert and, like, seeing through like a, so, a thing of vines, for example. Um, you're like, oh, I can kind of see a path back there. And you can, like, take your character back there and it'll say hidden path found. Um, but it's not totally clear where you, where you can and can't go. Because it's the traditional point and click system where you, you know, point on the map where you want to go and then, like, the character walks there. But sometimes you'll get to where you're going, like, to the edge of it, and you'll think, oh, maybe this is a hidden path. I'm just going to keep going this way, and it's nothing. Like, it's a, you know, a drop-off cliff where it looks like maybe you could kind of, like, shimmy down a ramp or something. Um, so, like, it does a good job at being immersive. You know, like, the, the world feels lived in and real, but it also doesn't feel like it's it's almost not enough of a game um, because it's you, like you, you can't tell like what, you know, the things you can actually interact with don't stand out. I um, wish like it had like the final fantasy seven S markers like here. Kind of go here because even like, you know, hitting alt to make the, the interactable things show up. That's just like, if a corpse is on the ground or like, you know, there's a, there's an herb in the, uh, in the, field that you can collect <clears throat> things like that it's not like if there's a treasure chest or you know a, a box with stuff in it or whatever like that so it's kind of hit or miss on like what it actually like recognizes as something you can re- interact with um but then like it's also really cool the way you can interact with things because like you go up to a door for example and you know if you have the key you can unlock it if you have lock picks you can pick the lock on the door if you don't have anything but you have a strong weapon you can just beat at the door until you take down its hp and break it open um so things like that you know there's a lot of different ways you can combat things but again it's all very structured it all feels like they had some plans of the way they wanted you to do things um but left those three or four different options open to you so it's more like like a, you know, an, a Fallout, an Outer Worlds, that kind of thing, um, than like a full-on, like, simulated D&D type game, where, you know, the sky is the limit. And I'm hoping Baldur's Gate 3 is more like that, but I don't know for sure. Um, but I do like the game. Uh, I was actually playing it just before we started, uh, because I wanted to jump back in for a little bit more. And so, like, I'm, I'm going to keep playing it. I'll report back maybe... You know, maybe it'll be a Witcher 3 and it'll grow in me more. 
not Witcher 3 for me, but Witcher 3 for Ben. Um, but I feel it's a little, it's a little too limited, uh, for what I expected it to be right now. Mm. Um, and then I also, I picked up, uh, the new Monster Boy game, but I haven't started it yet. Uh, it's just, it was one of those, like, I thought, you know, I would enjoy, so I wanted to grab it, but yeah. I've been, I'm trying to not play a million games at once right now. Uh, so I've got the ones I'm playing on my stream and then, you know, like a few other things I want to, to play, but, uh, Monster Boy is on the list. I've never actually played any of them, but the most recent one sounded like it was almost like somewhat Metroidvania. So I thought that would be a good one to yeah. jump into. Yeah, it definitely has, like, it's not hardcore, but, mm-hmm. like, it definitely has those elements, and it also has a really pleasant art style. Yeah, that definitely uh, drew me in. And, like, the transformations. I have the, uh, I have the title. I'm looking at my Switch cases right now. Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom. That's it. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. But it's, like, it's like... based on another game. Like, it's not a remake, but yeah. it's, like, a spiritual re-envisioning of, like, one of the other games, right? Yeah, there's a That's lot of yeah, there's a lot that. of Monster Boy games. Yeah, yeah, so it's confusing. Um, yeah. Anyway, the other one I want to talk about is uh, uh, Invector. I had to think of the title because it's kind of a weird word. Um, and this game's actually really cool. Like I hadn't heard of it, but it was on like it's I guess it's part of the Steam Summer Sale, um, but it's on like its own like audio game sale. Um. And it's really cool. It's kind of a, you know, it's a little budget game that's just kind of a fun, like, jump-in rhythm game. Uh, but it's kind of a uh, a charity tribute to Avicii, uh, who, you know, killed himself in 2018. Um, and it takes a collection of, you know, his, his music. Um, I always feel that's weird to say because, like, he's a DJ and producer, like, he doesn't sing or anything like that, but it is his music, technically. Like, it's, you know, his compositions and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's a collection of his ga- of his uh, songs put into a rhythm game format. But uh, you actually, like, you fly around in this spaceship and you kind of move across the different tracks. Uh, and then in between, it switches between, like, just a three-track kind of, like almost uh you know guitar hero type structure where it's like you see the lanes and then it'll go to like a 3d like triangle form where you actually kind of like tumble over each wall so it's still three lanes but it's like you know they're on they're in a triangle form um and then kind of the like the chorus like freestyle interstitial sections you're just flying through the air like you know Star Fox style um, and you can go through like rings, uh, that are essentially the, you know, the kind of the freestyle beats, uh, to continue your combo. And it's just a, a lot chiller. Like I kind of do like little, you know, little waves to the, to the music, but you don't get extra points for that or anything. I just think it's kind of fun to fly around as the ship. Um, and then you, you know, land back on the track and continue the, the rhythm sections, but it's kind of a hard game to explain because like it is just a rhythm game. But it's got some great style to it, and I think it's a lot of fun. Um, it's also, like, one of the hardest rhythm games I've ever played. Um, I immediately jumped in at Medium, because I was like, I can do Beat Saber on Expert. I'll be fine. Um, I can do some Beat Saber songs on Expert, I should preface. I'm not that yeah. good. <laughs> um, 
And yeah, I jumped in on Medium. Like the first few songs weren't terrible. Like I was struggling a little bit because there's a lot of buttons to keep track of. But like I could do it. But about six or seven songs into the list, I was like, dang, I need to drop this to easy. So like th- this is a game where easy is normal. Um, and everything after that is like you have to be 100% focused. Like you can't have anything going on in the background. You have to be on the beat. You have to like have your hands clenched around the controller. Um, it, honestly, it's a game I wish was on VR because I'll, I'll, I'll try to kind of explain the way the, the button layout works and why it would work better in VR. Um, so you have, you know, your face buttons, which are your beats essentially. Um, and on easy, it's just, well, I played on Xbox. Um, so it's just A and X. Uh, but like I said, it's a three track system. So it's not like it's, you know, X on the far right, and then, like, you know, A and B in the middle, and then, like, Y on the far left or anything all the time. It's like, those three tracks can have anything on them. Um, So, you know, you might be, like, like A, A in the middle, and then jump over to X on the side, and then A on the side, and then back over to X in the middle, and, like, it goes all over the place. Um, Which feels a little weird to me. If you're used to something like Guitar Hero, where, you know, the lanes are the notes, um, and it's just a matter of when they show up. You ever played uh, Rock Band Unplugged? No. Is it like that? I don't know. I've never played it. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's basically, it's got different lanes for each instrument, and you'd have to hop between them to do the button presses. Huh. Sort of. Yeah. I mean, it is hopping between lanes. But like, what, what gets me about it is, just to kind of get back into it. Um, the other thing you have is, you know, kind of a, like a, a bump, um, again, like rock band where you have like the, you know, the drum, uh, the kicker or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's on the, the shoulder. So you've got your, you know, your face buttons that pop up and you've got your shoulder bump. Um, and then you have like slides basically, which is like the, the directional in whatever way, um, and the way it's supposed to work, like how it works in easy, is it slides you into another lane, and the whatever lane it slides you into is what the notes are going to be on. And then it'll slide you back to the next lane, and the notes will be on that lane. And then So like the slides kind of guide you to the next lane. And medium, they're all over the place. So it might, you know, slide you to a lane, and then suddenly the next note is on the lane you were just on. So you have to actually go back yourself and continue the combo and then it might slide you over and slide you back and so like that's that was weird to me apparently this game has uh split screen pvp in it yeah it, i was gonna say it has remote play uh, oh, if cool. you want to check it out all right I'm, i kind of do want to try the multiplayer I, I feel like it's probably like a head-to-head thing um but yeah. it actually has like four player like remote play uh multiplayer i wanted to play this it was originally on um xbox i saw it on but I never got it for some reason. I just I think I just couldn't find a copy here. Mm-hmm. But knowing it's on Steam now, like that's cool. I want to check it out. Yeah, it's really fun. Like I'm I'm not trying to like you know downplay it or anything. It's, it's great. But I'm probably never going to play it on anything other than easy because there's just so many buttons to juggle. <laughs> like as soon as you go up to medium, you also have B to deal with. And like I said, you have you know like it'll it'll slide you off on a lane, but then you have to actually take yourself back over. Uh, because the notes will show up on any lane, regardless of whether it slid you there or not. And so, like, that feels weird, because, like, you're off the beat when you're sliding back over. 
because you're not doing it on a slide. Um, but I feel like it would work better in VR because like the slides would be kind of like in Beat Saber where you actually move your head to like, you know, get away from the, the block things that come by. Um, and then the, uh, the prompts that show up on screen would be just like, you know, like slashing it or something. Not necessarily like Beat Saber, but like you use your hand or like the motion controllers or something to like hit where the button, uh, where the, the prompt shows up. And then the beats would be like hitting in the triggers on the controller or something. So you don't have to juggle as many buttons. It's more motion based. Uh, and then you can go all over. But like, I'm like, my fingers don't always work that well. So it gets into some of those more complicated runs and like, I'll be Old one button movements. off the What? Old man movements. Yeah. Like, seriously, I have like early carpal tunnel set again. Um, I have for a while though, to be fair. Uh, but yeah, so like, I, I, that's why I don't do great with like fighting games and stuff like that. Cause I just like, I get off with my inputs. Like I'm just delayed enough. Um, I'm a so, child, sorry. <laughs> oh, I, I, I see. Okay. Yeah. I get off with, okay. I gotcha. You child. Um, <laughs> so like I'll, I'll be one button off on the entire combo and then I'll have to like wait. And skip a few so I can get back into it. But with motion, that's not a problem because, like, you're always, like, you know, your hands are doing the, the hits. So, yeah. The, I, I actually looked up to see if there's any kind of, like, VR mod or anything for the game. And it's still fairly new. It came out in January. So that's maybe something that they'll bring in in the future. But it's a pretty small team. It's like a $20 game. Like, it's not, you know, it's not huge. Um, I actually only found out about it because the Switch version is coming out soon. Um, called Encore Edition and they're uh, adding in some more songs to it and then they're making those songs available as DLC for the other versions Mm -hmm. Um, so I was like oh is this some kind of new game but then I found out it came out in January but yeah it's great I I feel like it's one that not many people talk about and like Avicii has a really cool uh, catalog of songs yeah he does like a lot of variety and stuff too Mm because like I said he's not the singer so it's not like you know you're just playing like a game about green day or something like where a lot of it sounds very similar with the same vocals and all that. It's like, it's a whole, you know, wide variety of music from all different singers. Yeah. Um, just kind of mixed with that same, like fun, upbeat, uh, like synth style to it. Um, so those are the major I wanted to talk about, which ironically were both mostly like today. (laughs) Um, Uh but like I said, I haven't really, been feeling like playing much plus i've been doing a lot of work down in the basement and stuff so like i just i haven't had much time um i did briefly jump in back into dead by daylight um i checked out the silent hill dlc for that um and i don't do killer like i I don't enjoy them Uh, i did play against a pyramid head and he is terrifying (laughs) um it was it was a good pyramid head too so like you couldn't hide from him or anything uh what defines a good pyramid head well, I mean, I don't know what makes a good killer in general because I don't play killer, but like, we lost, oh, and okay. well, yeah. um, and like, no one could hide. Like, he was on everyone, and it was like Does, it was this, um... one of the swamp levels. There was like the big cattails oh, okay. and stuff that stick up, so it's an easier oh, yeah. level to hide in. And yeah, natural still, hot dogs. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, and still, he was finding everyone. Um, um, does he drag the big sword with him? Yeah. So he... And he has a, a, a move that, like, creates, like, barbed wire behind his sword well, in a trail. Ooh. And yeah. if you uh, if you run past that, like, while it's down, you get, like, wrapped up in it. Uh, and I think he can see you or something. I don't know. I don't know exactly his perks or anything. Um, but he also has a move that where uh, if he's taking you down, like, prone, um, he can just, like, kill you on the spot. Um, so I think you have to be on your second hook for it to work. So, like, instead of putting you up again and having you taken out, he can, like, uh, kill you immediately or put you in the cage where someone has to come, like, get you out of that. Uh, but yeah, it, there's some really cool stuff there. But I played as uh, Cheryl, like, the entire night, so I was trying to get her uh, stats up and stuff. Um, and she has a few cool perks, too, but nothing really worth talking about. But I just wanted to point out real quick that um, you can tell a clear difference, like, how long this game has been out. Because there's the characters and skins and stuff that were out from, like, 2016 or whatever when the game first launched and kind of looked like trash. And the new DLC characters that look way better. So, like, <laughs> when you're in a lobby with, you know, someone playing, like, one of the OG survivors and then, like, one of the nice, like, licensed DLC characters, it's, like, a generational jump between <laughs> the character models. It's kind of funny. That's... Um, and, like... Pyramid Head looks great. Expensive. Like, he's got grime on him, and yeah, it's cool. I guess it's too expensive to update those those models. I guess. Like, the this new... Uh, I don't. It might not have been this update, but they have an update coming, maybe with the crossplay, that's supposed to uh, do a bunch of graphical updates to, like, the environments and stuff. Um, like, some more uh, dynamic lighting and, um, like, retooling some of the, the building textures and stuff like that. But, I don't know, they've, I guess they've never really touched the character models, which is kind of weird. Um, and as a final note, uh, the Silent Hill DLC came with a new level, which is the Midwich uh, Elementary. And, mm. like, the map of that level is one for one the Silent Hill uh, Elementary School map. So, like, if you're curious about how to get around that level, you can literally just pull up that map from the game. And it'll tell you exactly where everything is. It's actually really cool. Like I don't, I'm not a big Silent Hill fan, but like that attention to detail is great. Um, but yeah, I think that's all I got actually. Ben, so no Xenoblade this week uh, because I promised him I did play other. I did play a lot of it. Trust me. There was a point where I'm like, oh fuck, am I gonna break my oath? And I didn't. Um, uh, Injustice did you play Wonders Outer Worlds for- though. No, I didn't because I I started it up and like dude, I like it's not not that. Um it's like it, I thought it was a bad idea to like jump into a big RPG. Even though I don't think Outer Worlds is that big, but just like another with complicated systems when I'm in the middle of something where I'm like nearly completing it, so I thought I was like I will have I probably yeah, will jump into that right after I beat Xenoblade where it's like done um versus like other games I played this week, I can drop in and drop out. I will, though. I, I will. I'm pretty sure I'll love it. At least I hope I do. And I hope I don't get motion sickness. Um, uh, which is always the detriment for first-person shooters for me. But anyways, uh, Injustice 1 was free. Uh, it's not free at the time anymore, but it was free. And I got it because why the fuck not? 
Uh, and because I hadn't played the game in quite a while, uh, I owned it. I owned it on my PS3. Uh, funny enough, I bought it on PS3 base version. Hated the matchmaking. Sold my physical copy. Bought the digital, like the the golden, whatever the 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 best edition. Uh, for five dollars, and then I fell in love with Batgirl. Um, the rest is history, and so that's the first character I played. I didn't really do much with it, honestly. I just wanted to like, well, let me let me just press some buttons. And it's funny to me how NetherRealm, their combo structure hasn't fucking changed at all, and I fucking love it. So I was able <laughs> to take the stuff I knew from NK11. Now, granted, not everything works. It weirds me out how it's like it's just a three button fighter, and then you have the trait. That threw me off consistently, but in terms of like having to chain into combos, like that, like oh okay, I could do this. I could do, that still works. Awesome. Um, and I just remembered how bullshit. Like I pissed so many people off with Batgirl when I when I initially played this game. Uh, she's she's so fucking good. Her if you if you have if you download the game, go pick Batgirl and just dash. And you'll see how insane her dash is. Like she's super quick. Uh, she has an escape move that she can do a dive kick from, or she can like has a teleport that she can then meter burn to trap you up and then do setup for more combos. She's insanely fun. <clears throat> like uh, the characters the, the in the first game her. are so much better than the second game. I wanted that. Uh, I I will agree to that, but that's just because the the play style of Injustice Two was very much very far distant space versus Injustice 1 still has an element of like MK MK9 in your face you know get get in your face kind of style which MKX would then have uh Injustice 2 has a lot of things going for it but I think I, I think you're right in that but the color palette is god awful in in Injustice 1 yeah. and I think I like the roster um in Injustice 2 more but besides that like it's great um and uh, I, I played Zatanna. Uh, I, I played a little bit of Zatanna. I just really just was in the training room just fucking around with buttons because at the time I didn't fucking go into training room back then. So it was fun to understand like what – because she would have this move. This Her her trait was this stance mode she would go into and she would get different attacks but she couldn't jump and I hated that. Now I understand it. It, it was awesome. Um, I know Martian Manhunter was pretty busted at the end of Injustice Swim's life cycle just because of what he could do. I didn't touch him, but, um, God, I hate that Lex Luthor's in the game, though. Ugh. Um, and what was really fun, though, is I played Superman, because, of course, I'm gonna play Superman, and I, uh, he has one of his moves is a grab, so you can literally do, uh, light, heavy, and then, whoop, grab, and then you can do, like, the, the Superman fly, and then, oh, God, I know Superman was busted in that game, too, um, I didn't really play Batman. I played one match online with a Batman, and he didn't want to rematch me because uh, I don't think the I don't think it got any netcode uh, like touches like MKX did. Uh, it felt fine on my end, but it might have been laggy on his end. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, it was super fun to revisit that game and just how fun it was. I just wish the roster was better, uh, and I wish Flash had. A, God, the animations for Flash were so stupid. Um, like there's one where like. When time slowed down, and then he runs up to you, and he kind of kicks you like he has hemorrhoids. Like, uh, uh, uh. it's just like, oh god, why? Um, but it felt fun to do stuff as the Flash. So I'll, I'll probably play it some more. Uh, if anybody in our Discord has Injustice for PC and wants to wants to play some matches, you know, I'll, I promise not to pick Batgirl. 
Um, and that's what I'll leave at that. Uh, besides that, uh, because I bought a fucking DC kick, because I spent $300 on a coloring book set that came with 30 free Blu-rays. Um, <laughs> yeah, you bought it for the coloring set. Yeah, that's been my joke all week. Um, and uh, and then I watched Crisis on Infinite Earths, which was the greatest, one of the greatest fucking things I've seen on television ever. Yeah. Um, so like I'm I'm on the DC fucking high right now. So I re-downloaded Batman: Arkham Knight. I know boo hiss whatever. Um, uh, and I just wanted to be Batman, you know, because unfortunately there's not a lot of DC games to play. Uh, besides Justice, play Arkham course. Asylum. It's better. Or, or City. I don't. I don't have that on P. I don't have that on PC. I need to oh. rectify that, but I don't have it on PC. Uh, but like, also, like, Knight has the '89 costume, so that's why I downloaded it again. And you know, just playing as that. And I already beat the story like a long time ago. I forgot how much I did. The only thing I didn't do was the Riddler shit, which nobody likes doing the Riddler stuff in any of the Arkham games because they're all just tedious and. But you know, they're worse in that game because of the Batmobile. Correct. I won't deny that, but they're bad. To me, they're bad in all the games. But Arkham um, Knight's just the worst. Wait, the your potato can run Arkham Knight? Not great. Uh, okay. When he, not great. When he's like in sections, it's fine. Maybe a couple of frame rate drops. <clears throat> when it's the Batmobile and the overall, oh my god, it <laughs> yeah. is bad. <laughs> Even on low settings, like it's the, it's constantly loading. Like it's not fun. But I trudge through it because you know whatever. Uh, and more than time or not, I'll just fly through the city as Batman because it's not as strenuous. But when I'm like doing a mission, um, it's perfectly fine. Like it gets the job done. It it still looks nice. Uh, but I, well, I did uh, Arkham Knight for Switch. When? Oh God, trust me, dude. If they if if they did that, like where they packaged, because they won't package Origins because they fucking they don't want to acknowledge that game. Yeah. If they did package. Arkham, Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and Arkham or and Arkham Knight on like a bundle for Switch. I'd buy the shit out of that again. Uh, even if Arkham Knight isn't the greatest, you still get uh, Asylum and and um, and City, which are amazing. Yeah, those would run so, fine on Switch. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think you could make some compromises to make Knight work. I um, mean, shit. Again, Mortal Kombat's a later PS4 game, and Knight came out very early in the PS4. I'm pretty sure you could figure something out. Um, but yeah, I played that and, uh, I know I played something else. Oh, um, yeah. Cause, uh, crash, you know, we're gonna talk about crash later. Uh, I just turned on crash bandicoot because like I wanted to play it and I played warped because that was the one I didn't beat. I never beat it when it first, when the insane trilogy first came out, like I started it and then just, I got distracted. So I never went back to the third one. So, um, I just started it again and just wanted to play like, uh, a 2D platformer. Um, no, you know it's Crash. I I, I just got hyped from the announcements. So I was like, I want I want to play Crash. You know, I, I'm glad I can just put it in my Switch and there it is in all its glorious 30 frames per second. Uh, full paw. Uh, it's so weird. But, that basically, like the PlayStation mascot is on Switch now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but like you know, I'm over that now. I used to say it. I'm like anything's possible. Um, it's just to me, it's just cool. Like you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then a uh, small Animal Crossing update. Uh, I didn't play it in over in over ten days, uh, just because of Xenoblade. Not be- again. Not because I you know hated the game or anything. Uh, but and I and I tweeted this out. Uh, but like I love that the villagers like, hey, you were gone a while, but we miss you. I'm like, and I started ugly crying. Um, <laughs> so I, I love I, I I love that. 
Um, that they that they they acknowledge. I love that they acknowledge that you were gone for a bit, and they're like they miss you. Um, so yeah, that that was fun, and and I think the only reason I started it up again was because I was like, okay, I need a break from Xenoblade. I I, I don't want to burn myself out, even though I'm technically at the end, like the sla- final portions of the main game. Um, there's still so many side quests to do. I think I discovered a new area, did a whole bunch of side quests. Um, uh, glad I did them though. Um, very, very glad I did them. Um, but, uh, that, that's all I've played really. Um, I, uh, I played a little I, bit of, um, Animal Crossing t- this week mm-hmm. and I only logged in like two days, one to get, make like 2 million bells and the other was, Damn. yeah, our shout outs to our friend, uh, fishing with cookie. Or fishing for cookie, um, she hooked me up with the price. Uh, also, uh, I logged in before that though, and one of my uh, villagers was like, "I feel like leaving. Can I leave?" I'm like, "Yeah, go ahead." <laughs> so I just kicked one of my villagers. Out. <laughs> I Damn! Didn't even do anything. I, s- I, th- I think I. Whenever one of my villagers asked me, um. Uh, mainly if it's camo or peewee because i kind of want to keep everybody else if they i think if they ask me i'm gonna like yeah you can go you i thank you for being with me but you need to grow and then I'm, you're gonna cry in the shower <laughs> yeah I, I will cry in the shower if if it's scoot i'm gonna cry because i love that little bitch yeah i love that duck you can make him stay i know but like <clears throat> he needs to grow and he can't grow on marvelous Isle anymore he's done all he can um Maybe if I build him a flower garden, he won't leave. Okay. I'm keeping Julian, though, because his house is awesome. It's the best oh, uh, house. Yeah. Oh, I that's still the unicorn, the... right? What? That's the unicorn, right? So. Yeah. He's stupid. His house is amazing. What's, What's funny is that I, I bought a petticoat. From uh, from Able the Able Sisters, like oh cool, I can look fancy. And then um, I had a top hat. I don't remember where. I think I got it from a present or something. Maybe I. Gave and it I gave you. it to Colt. Did you? I don't, I don't remember. Maybe. Um, I was like, oh, I got this, and then I was like, oh, Colt will love this because he's like all fancy and shit. He's the horse, um, and like he put it on immediately, and then he gives me the same petticoat I just bought. I'm like, oh, <laughs> thanks. I'll take it. And I just sold it. It's whatever. I sold the one I bought. Um, yeah, that, that's it. All I've played. Uh, I'm yeah, yeah. That's 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 it. I'm done. Okay. Uh, so the main thing I played this week was um, I finished off Control. Uh, I like the ending of that expansion. It kind of leaves it off in a place where you can't really trust the authority that's in place, like the people that have been backing you throughout the whole of the first game. Um, <clears throat> so that leaves it off in like an ambiguous area that. I'm looking forward to. Um, but I also played and finished off Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath. Yeah. And Shang Tsung, oh, he yeah. eats up every second that he's on that screen. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> it's kind of amazing. Um, that's, yeah. That's, that's why of, they brought yeah, that actor that. back. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's awesome. Mm. I enjoyed it quite Just a bit. Just the occasional, like, smirks. Like, hmm, yeah, exactly. Why the would I be... and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank goodness they got better with their facial uh, capture technology. Um, yeah, just played through the story mode. I only did one ending. I did the good guy ending because, of course. Um, uh, How do you, you feel about it like, that moment? 
Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Justin. <laughs> One of you talk, please. Okay. How did you feel about like that moment where everything just goes downhill? What did you? Because like I had the oh, we're doing this now. Okay. Uh, just remind me what that was again. <laughs> when like, um, spoilers. So. Because just in case anybody hasn't played it yet, because it's not real, it's only been out for. Oh, a month. like near the end, like the big uh, fight. Yeah, okay. like we're like it's like this one thing, and it just gets worse and worse, and yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah. god, what's oh my god, no, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, uh, that was pretty cool. Like I was not expecting it to go that bad, that quick. Yeah. <laughs> um, I kind of loved it though, because there's never any stakes. Like I yeah. think because it's a game. Ow! Oh no! Sorry. Oh no! Cat Pierce. Gently kicked yeah, awkwardly. Mm-hmm. Um, in a game where, like, you know, they play up the fatalities and then, like, you can just pick that character again, like, no one ever really dies. Right. It's always kind of weird to me in the story mode when they actually kill off characters, like, for good. And granted, no one's ever actually dead in Mortal Kombat, but, like, I never quite know what to make of that. So I like when they do it, but then it's also the, you know, well, they're not really dead. Like, I wonder what they're going to do to fix it. Um, But, like, that's still, I mean, it's still pretty shocking. Yeah. I mean, the moment with Revenant Liu Kang and then you cut back to normal Liu Kang, like, oh, my God, why? (laughs) Right. Um, Yeah, that was effective. I won't say what it is, but... It's, I don't totally it's understand how Revenants work, but that was effective. Yeah. Well, that was their future... That's their future selves. So, because Luke Kang... Oh, right. Is his okay. past. the past. Yeah. If they share this... Yeah, that's... that's yeah. Okay. I was thinking it was it's actually rever- a Revenant thing, but yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. It's just the, it's just the timeline shit. That's like the, the dope Kano moment and the main story. Yep. Um, Which, again, like, he, he was dead dead, right? Like, he's still a playable character in the game, so... Well, yeah, I mean, like, versus mode doesn't mean shit, so... Yeah. I know. But, like, for Mortal Kombat 12, like, he'd be dead again. I mean, no, because the universe got rewritten, so... We don't oh, know yeah, anything. that's true. Anything could happen. Yeah. Literally, everybody's either dead or alive. We don't know. The only ones we know are alive are Liu Kang and, and Kung Lao. That's it. What if we get another, like, Mortal Kombat Armageddon-style thing where everyone's back? No, that's too much. No, that's too Mortal Kombat Ultimate. Too... No. <laughs> With these animations, are you kidding me? If no, you ever get a new, if fun. you ever get a new Mortal Kombat, it's just going to be like a retread of what already happened because because at the end of the aftermath, yeah. yeah. They just did yeah, that with nine, much. though. Like, are they out of new stories to tell? Might be. Probably. I mean, never know. Maybe we don't need another new Mortal Kombat. Maybe this is it. Yeah, this is the third one Maybe in the trilogy. It. They're probably going to take a break for a while. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, we know when Justice time 3 between... is coming, so we've got a few years yeah. at least. Yeah, it was a long time between Armageddon and 9, so... Well, yeah, because that killed the franchise. Yeah. Plus, there was, you know, that other game. Yeah, and we, we don't talk about that game. Yeah. The Sub-Zero game? No. <laughs> Worse. <laughs> well, he's not wrong. The Sub-Zero that. game the Sub-Zero. Was, was before that. Yeah, that was still bad, though. It was. Shaolin Monks wasn't bad, though. No, no, no. It's got a war, but it's fine. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Sorry, Thomas. <laughs> no, it's all good. Uh, so, yeah, I played a little bit of Shiva during that story mode. Not a real big fan. Yeah. Uh, her punch, like, her range is just so short. Ah, yeah. It's it's all great. I have four arms I can extend very long. No, no, short. Nor- stumpy normals. Yep. I can hate it. Yeah. 
Um, Fujin though. But her. Oh, but Fujin's her crabs, pretty though. sick. Oh. Yeah. yeah, he's kind of awesome. The whole wind uh, mechanic. Mm-hmm. Um, Walking on the wind. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Oh, that's so we gotta cool. do some uh, some online now that you've kind of freshened up a little bit. Yeah, you're just still gonna destroy me, but it's all right. Oh, I see how it. I see how it is, Justin. Didn't we f- find out that it has um, remote play? You told me that, and I yeah. challenged you, and you still like, nah. I'm like, okay, I see how it is. And when we do another, um, I can't can't remember what we called it, but the fighting game video, we'll do that. Oh yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, sure. I'll I'll play Mortal Kombat with y'all. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of what else like to talk about because. There's not a whole lot on my end. I play a little bit of uh, Mecha's, Mech Warrior Five Mercenaries. Mm. I just did like the tutorial part, and it's going to be way involved. I can already tell. <laughs> um, but I'm liking the story so far. It's like you know, typical. Like you're a mercenary. Your family of uh, military people. They come in, kill your dad, and now you're on the run. So typical military shit. Oh no! Yeah, that's so sad. Um, but yeah, uh, other than that, just Destiny, but you can hear that on my other podcast. Best Destiny podcast for a non-Destiny player. I say it every time. Sorry. Thank you. Is it the best Destiny podcast for Destiny players, though? I mean, I wouldn't know. I don't fucking play the game. I would say yes. I hope so. <laughs> Let's go with yes. Uh, Bring the hype. So let's head on into the news, then. Uh, we'll start off yeah, well, by... Sorry. I stepped right on top of you. No, no, no. I just hit the air. So let's uh, follow up from some news from last week. So Pokemon Sword and Shield expansion pass. Nintendo of America says it's resolving issues for players who purchased the wrong Pokemon expansion pass. So good on you, Nintendo. Now I did play a little bit more across all your games. Sorry. Go ahead, Justin. We're talking over each other a lot. Yeah, we are. Um, I did play a little bit more of that, too. Uh, not, not really anything of note. Um, I just ran around more because I was I wanted to grind out while, while watching Doom Patrol. Um, oh yeah, uh, Ben, I started season two. Is that out already? Yeah, it came out <gasps> today. Okay, I don't know. I finished watch. season one and then it just went right into season two, episode one. So I I don't know if it was today or not. Crazy ending, huh? Yeah, uh, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> um, yes, we will. Anyway. So yeah, I just, I ran around a little bit more in the field and stuff, caught some more Pokemon, but nothing crazy. Um, continue. Uh, so let's, head on, let's keep it with Nintendo. So Nintendo's reportedly stepping away from mobile games. Um, just, I'll, just, I'll just let you take over for the new stuff, because... Um, I mean, I don't know all of the new stuff, but okay. I did, real quick, while I have the floor, I realized we did not put in uh, the Crash 4 stuff we oh, talked about right. that last mentioned... week did we yeah no we talked that it was a leak but it was officially revealed oh like they showed off their trailer this week okay i mean there's nothing new to say like i didn't actually watch the trailer but because yeah. i don't really care about crash um so yeah i think it's funny that this came out saying that basically they have been uh underwhelmed by their mobile game uh uh, money, profits, revenue, revenue. Thank you. Business degree right here. <laughs> <laughs> money, <laughs> <Their> money. 
<laughs> They've been disappointed by their money. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. I spent a lot of time today out, like, pruning my garden. I think I got sunstroke. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're reportedly not playing. They have no current uh, mobile games in development. Whether that means they're done entirely or not is up in the air. But considering they had, like, five games in development all at once at one point, I guess they're not going to make it a priority anymore. Um, but it is funny to me that, like, right after this news... Uh, the Pokemon company came out with like, yeah, dog, here's a, here's a weird cafe mix puzzle game. And here's a MOBA that works across mobile and switch. Like they're going all in on mobile. <laughs> I guess it works for them. So I think Nintendo just didn't know how the mobile space works. Yeah. Cause they didn't, they didn't go to like, at least from what I hear, not scumbag tactics like you would hear right in most mobile circuits, like. Super Mario Run was ten bucks, but nobody's gonna spend ten bucks on the game. Mm-hmm. They'd rather spend like ninety nine cents on one thing over time. Or they went um, too scumbag in like egregious ways, like with the um that like monthly subscription thing for Mario Kart and Animal Crossing. Yeah. I've I've heard stories about the Fire Emblem Heroes game too being pretty like the drop rate and shit like that. Oh really? So yeah. But people like that. Even one. Yeah, people generally like that them, but like I've I've heard like issues like with how the how drops work and everything. Mm. But yeah, it gets yeah every year. Yeah. Um, and staying on the Nintendo train, uh, we got our first uh, DLC Wave Two Smash Fighter revealed. Yeah, and everyone assumed correctly it's Min Min. Um. She's not my style. She's very much just, like, a zone puncher. She's um, awesome. But, Ben, do you want to share more? Because I, I didn't really care. About, like, the stage is cool, but I didn't really care about her. Uh, I mean, I think it, I think it's really cool that they incorporated a lot of them. Because I actually played ARMS. Uh, I kind of wanted to boot it up this week, but I never did because I'm scared to get my ass kicked. Because <laughs> um, I'm sure there's like some hardcore arms players out there who just know everything now. Oh yeah. Um. So like, yeah, she's pretty much the Dalsum for this game, where long <laughs> extra limbs. Um, she's not going to be great up close. Uh, uh, you can. They actually. I like that they incorpor- incorporated like having different arms uh, mm-hmm. by pressing down beats. So that's really neat. Um. Yeah. I mean. In like in terms of transitioning from a 3D character to this 2D, it's is pretty much transitional. I love that you can have you can have two arms like reach out at the same time. That'll probably be better in multiplayer versus single player, um, you know, or uh, four player Smash versus like one on one hardcore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think she looks great. I, I wish they chose her stage though, um, and not the the generic main stage. I mean, it's nice, you know, it has the springs. Like they do in the main game, uh, but I like I like that her stage is a ramen bowl, mm. um, laying it on thick there, um, and her hair is literally ramen. Um, but you know it's whatever. Uh, I like that you you know has the things on the top you can get launched into. So yeah, it's 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 really good. Uh, I know she's not everybody's favorite, um, but I she was she was my main uh, when I did play Arms. Um, funny you know so uh, yeah. I like I'm kind of glad. Yeah, Ninjara's cool um, from a design aspect. There are a lot of cool characters in ARMS mm-hmm. uh, that they added. Uh, I wish they added the clown, personally, just to freak Justin out. 
Um, I wanted sorry, that DNA sorry. thing. Oh, the gooey thing? Yeah, he's weird. I think he would have been too him. weird. I wish I did wish that more of the arms character showed up in the background. I mean, like you can see their 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 character profiles yeah. in the in the background, but I wish they were like you know in like or something. But it's whatever. So yeah, yeah, she's good. She looks fun. She's probably gonna be um you know I already seen people like oh she's trash and you know, it's whatever. I don't care about that. She's probably gonna be fun to play. I'll I'll probably play her out just to see how she goes. Comes well, I like some of like the aerial stuff, like how she can do that. Uh, you know, the super launch up, um, up yeah. B move, and then like kick down. That kind yeah. of thing is cool. And she's and she's invincible when she does the jump at least the first couple of frames. Yeah. So, could but be a good escape I move. don't like it's a unique idea. But I don't like that A controls one hand and B controls the other. So, like Sakurai even said himself, it's like, does that mean she doesn't have any specials? Well, no, it doesn't mean that, but they just work differently. But, like, she really doesn't have any specials. Well, because the specials are the arms. So, like, when you press down B, you change your arm loadout similar to, the, like, the regular game. Cause right, but they're the not that game, different. You change... They are, they... yes, I mean, they are, because, like, the heavy one, I mean, they showed it. Like, the heavy one, like, does a little thing. Like, they all act differently. They're not, like vastly different but like the 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 one that's like a little ring that has a little bit more speed one of them has a dragon on the end that you can change into a laser at the end so they all do very differently i mean at the end of the day you're still stretching on your arms to do it yeah so how to do it is different i mean but, basically all of her moves are stretch out left or stretch out right you can also arc them a bit too a bit so yeah you you yeah you can also arc at them the a bit. end of your left or right stretch yeah I mean, so like, yeah, I, I mean, wish. I mean, it would have been a pretty dynamic change, but they kind of did it with the, you know, the Ninjara Me Fighter, where like the arms don't extend with that, and it just kind of like has, you know, that look. Um, but I wish they would have done something more like thematically, where it's like the different, uh, the different arm types take place of the different special moves. So like, it's not all just you know throwing your arm out. One might be like. Uh, throwing a, a ring out, you know, in a in an arc up and around, and one might be like a you know Mega Man style thing where like you throw down a thing and like it you know does like a a big wide arc um, on the floor around yeah. you in a circle like that kind of thing. <clears throat> but I, I like the fact that the fact that it is like I mean that's how they play in arms and Sakurai especially. I mean, look at Ryu and Ken and even Terry. They he's done a great job of keeping their playstyles intact, even though like well, Terry probably fits better in Smash just because like, you know K Smash is inspired by King of Fighters and SN, a lot of SNK stuff. Yeah, but like Ryu and Ken are you know traditional two D fighters and he makes them work. So I like that's probably why that design went in there is he wanted to be as truthful to what Arms is and you know I I think I like the fact that it's unique. And that's, you know, and that's pretty much the theme with the DLC, that they're all extremely unique in their playstyles. Are they for you? No. Are they right for Smash? That's not our call. But I, I like the attempt to to make it work in a 2D plane. I think they were successful. I mean, I'll know sure. more when I play it. But. They transitioned the, the ARMS fight style, like you said. So that's cool. Yeah. I look forward to annoying people online with her. <laughs> um, We'll stick with Smash the fighting stuff. So... So Ben can have his fight corner for a bit. Um, I guess, sure. So do you want to do melee, I guess, since we're already on Smash Bros? 
Yeah, I mean, there's not much with Melee, uh, other than that uh, there's a new program out there called Slippy, uh, which uses the Dolphin emulator. I don't exactly know how it works, because I'm not savvy in that. I'm sure the article goes into it, but I'm not reading it right now, because I just posted it. Um, and they've implemented rollback netcode into it, aka the best netcode in all of fighting games that most Japanese developers do not use. Um and uh, I've I've know some players who people who played melee. I've heard UK to California is amazing, and that that's a huge long distance. Um, I've heard good things, uh, and you see a lot of people talking about melee, which you know I know I shit on melee a lot, but I do think this is cool. Um, you know, it gives a broader aspect. Unfortunately, the sin my inner citizens are coming out. I'm just like. Uh, when is Nintendo going to cease and desist this? And then I saw the greatest headline ever <laughs> that basically said, uh, Nintendo, uh, Nintendo unsure what to do, uh, cease and desist, uh, pro- uh, Project Slippy because they don't know what rollback netcode is. And wow. I laugh my ass off, uh, cause they that, don't. Um, yeah, that's appropriate. So, uh, yeah, if you, it's there, um, the how to download, you know, uh, Dolphin and install it there. Apparently, it's pretty easy, uh, and uh, it's you know if you want to play melee online with your friends with good connection, uh, it's there. So relive two thousand two all over again. Uh, you know, melee is not dead. Melee never dies. Yada yada yada. Do you bet this doesn't work with Project M? Um, yeah. Um, I mean, there's probably net play for it, but they probably have to work to implement it in there. Yeah. Um. Like this. This. This wasn't an easy process. I. I right. doubt it. It's probably took a while. Um. But the other thing, which is more controversial, is uh the Capcom Pro Tour st- officially started. Uh, it actually started a couple weeks ago. Um. Uh. And I gotta preface this because I didn't talk about it last time because I think it happened. A- it happened after we recorded and then we recorded again. It was kind of out of my memory. Uh. But the first uh stop in the Capcom Pro Tour because it's online now obviously due to uh, COVID and uh, it was between Europe East and the Middle East because the Middle East can't get its own region so it was pretty bad and the two and Grand Finals was somebody from uh, in the Middle East I believe it was from uh, I can't remember what the country was honestly um, but the versus somebody all the way in, I believe it was Finland. I don't know how Finland is considered Europe East, but that's a whole nother discussion. <laughs> so yeah, not, not great. I saw the rematch, the, 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 uh, the VODs. That, that was a mess. That was like, that's like Capcom literally putting their net code full display. Our shit does not work. Uh, when you have <laughs> dozens of examples. Several examples of our uh, Nick code working. So uh, this is uh, for uh, the this is the, the one we're talking about today though uh, was the first uh, North America East, the first stop for the United States. Um, and um, there's actually two controversies: one involving the Capcom Pro Tour champion Idom entering and gate and, and the idea of gatekeeping and people getting mad at him, uh, even though like people who have won Capcom Cup before have entered. Regardless, and people got mad at him. The point is, don't be mad at Item for wanting to compete. You have to beat him eventually to uh, to win, you know, or at least you're going to run into him at some point. So, you know, this is the nature of competing. Um, but this is also involved Item. Uh, so it got down to uh, I believe top eight, 
uh, between North America East and um, Idom was looking to make his way to Grand Finals because he is the best North American player we have right now. And uh, and his next match was against a player called Metro M. And I want to preface this because some people have been spewing negative things. Uh, Metro M is not a bad person. He is not, you know, he's he doesn't have any horrendous reputation in the FGC. He just has bad internet, or it's it could be that it's Capcom's netcode and where he's from. It's it's a whole number of things. But the point is, he has had a history. Uh, Idom has him blacklisted in ranked matches, and. Um, in uh, Next Level Battle Circuit, which is a tournament that happens every Wednesday, uh, he has been disqualified for uh, network connection issues. So it's known. So uh, Idom basically said um, that uh, he won't play him because he is too laggy uh, and he cannot play. Even There's a Discord screenshot floating around showing Idom talking like, I'm not going to play him. He can just take the win, um, which is after the fact that he beat a player that he gatekeeped out of top eight. So like, there's also controversy there, um, which then led to a situation where I like, actually played game one and I find it hilarious, but obviously I probably wasn't happy where, uh, Metro M, uh, playing Vega did dash up EX command, dash up command grab three times. And after the, and then one of them EX and then I rage quit or seemingly rage quit. It's kind of hard. It's, it seems like a rage quit. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then, uh, El Chakute, another player, uh, uh, El Chakute, after the second match, uh, he, he, he DQ'd himself, uh, and leading to, uh, Mand- a player by the name of Mandrake and, uh, Metro M in Grand Finals, which Mandrake won, uh, much to everybody's degree. So, yeah, a whole lot of shit. It was a mess. Like, like Capcom, like, this is this, I mean, like, I understand, you know, this is an ideal. Ideally, we would be at CEO and, you know, we wouldn't be dealing with this. Um, what does banning but... the grid mean? So, that was... I was going to get into that. So, uh, grid is the training stage. And uh... any... And the tournament... Yeah, grid is training stage. And there is proof with Street Fighter Five, And there are idiots out there who <clears> try <throat> to disclaim it, even though it's not... Pro- even though it's proven otherwise, that... Um, others, there are several stages in Street Fighter V that are laggy as hell and that cause inputs to be eaten. It's bad. So anytime you see, uh, tournaments being played, like online tournaments at least, uh, NLBC, uh, the Reddit Street Fighter tournament, or there's another one in the UK who does one. There's, there's several, but those are the big three that I know of. They all play on the grid because there's nothing on there and, you know, you can get, that's, so you mitigate get the best the frame rate and the best uh Yeah, best connection. connection. Yeah, yeah, you know, you mitigate the problem as much as you can. Get rid of a bunch of Capcom, unwanted stuff. Yeah, Capcom banned it. You can't play on the grid <laughs> for this. Now, technically that was a rule in, in offline, uh, because you can count the spaces and everything, but like so yeah, people weren't mad weren't happy about that because you have to play on the like you could play somebody who could pick on a lackey stage. Um uh, like uh, the the Chinese streets, uh, which is very laggy because you have those particle effects. So yeah, there are stages that don't lag as others, but like grid is you play on the you play on the grid because that's the highest level to play. You you want to get the best competition. So yeah, Capcom was just sitting with a huge egg on their face with this. Like it, it's just full from our netcode sucks. Um, not to mention the you know controversy with the players DQing themselves. Like it's it's a mess, and it's only the second tournament of the year. Um, yeah, no, not much to say else about it other than I feel sorry for the players. Um, 
and Capcom is getting what they deserve. That's 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 all I can say. Um, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Speaking of getting caught with egg on your face, uh, Microsoft is shutting down Mixer and partnering with Facebook Gaming. So, I don't really have a lot of opinions on this. Um, I Mixer never really caught on. Like it was originally Beam. I tried to use it then. I liked the the service itself, like the low latency streaming and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But there was no audience on it. Um, a lot of the chat was like bots and you know, first timers all trying to make Beam a thing, and it just and then they would never show up again because it wasn't a thing. I guess signing uh, Ninja didn't really help. No, and then yeah, Mixer no. like they put a bunch of money into the into it whenever Microsoft bought it. They you know signed some big name Twitch people to try to bring an audience over. And it didn't meet their goals uh, because as a lot of YouTube competitors have learned, these kinds of like online uh, streaming, you know, video hosting, that kind of thing, services are extremely expensive. Yeah. Um, And Microsoft is pretty notorious for uh, selling off things that aren't profitable and dipping their hands into uh, new fields that they are not equipped to handle um not so much as like google or something like that like they do better than that at least but um this is not the first time they've done something like this that's for sure um but it's definitely a surprising one because it it was to the point where uh a lot of the mixer partners found out via the social media post saying that it's going to shut down in less than a month um like some new partners were like how, how when did this decision get made like why were they still <laughs> making new deals and stuff with people like in the last few weeks man my wcw analogy really fucking works just <laughs> just a lot faster yeah there. so it's kind of a weird situation it's like they didn't even know what they were going to do and it could be like maybe they were holding they were waiting <clears> out on some deals and stuff and those fell through so like well crap we have nothing else to do so like they wanted to keep everything close to the chest until everything fell apart but it still feels like it all happened very quickly. Um, yeah. But they're wanting to find a new choice uh, to partner for their xCloud game streaming service, which is kind of their answer to like Google Stadia. Um, and I think it'll be more successful. Like xCloud actually looks good. Uh, and I think it's been like in beta and stuff in the past, but they're wanting to actually make it like a big deal. And so they figured if they can't get the viewers on Mixer, then they need somewhere else to put this initiative. So they're going with Facebook Gaming, which is better. I don't know, Thomas. You were kind of defending Facebook Gaming. What? What are you? Oh, uh, I, I did a bit of Facebook Gaming. It's like the streaming itself is fine, um, but I think it's going to have reach a wider audience because Facebook. Yeah, but I don't think of Facebook as a gaming community. Uh, there's, they've already had uh, streaming services on there and everything. Um, like, there's a lot of like prominent Destiny players that stream only to Facebook. Um, mm. Like True Vanguard. But you have to be like invited to do that, right? No, you could do it. You can just do it. You can do it. Okay. Yeah, I have a page and people have been liking it. I haven't streamed on there in fucking ever. So, um, I think it's going to be fine. It's going to be better than Mixer was. But we'll see. 
I don't know. I don't like, I mean, I have a Facebook. I pretty much only use it to keep family up to date on like house stuff and, and cats, but that's the thing for Facebook gaming, like quote unquote gaming. I, I think Facebook should just do a streaming service despite like the, right. what they've been. That's kind of where I'm getting at. Yeah. They seem like, more like into like, you know, cooking and stuff like that. Like more family oriented things. Yeah. Facebook itself can't be for everything. Um, and people, a lot of people don't trust Facebook. So, like, if they were to, you know, brand out some new service for streaming, which I get that they're trying to just bank on the Facebook naming right now. But, like... You, you know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of YouTube gaming. Yeah. Like, 100% the and, exact same and thing. And how, how did that go? Not not great. <laughs> right. So, I don't know. It's it's a weird pick. Uh, I'm excited for xCloud, but I don't want to, like, have to use Facebook gaming to use xCloud. I hope that's not the case. Yeah, I don't understand the reason to mix these two. Ha, mix. Ha. Yeah, I just I I feel bad for like the you know the not the the not ninjas and the other guy. Well, here um, here it says Microsoft is partnering with Facebook to transition Mixer viewers and streamers over to Facebook Gaming in the coming weeks. On July twenty second, all Mixer sites and apps will automatically redirect Facebook Gaming. And existing Mixer partners will be granted partner status with Facebook Gaming. And any streamers using Mixer monetization program will be granted eligibility for Facebook's Level Up program. Um, yeah. So that's good. It's all seamless, but I just don't see a lot of people wanting to use Facebook. Yeah. Like, if they're Mixer partners, just because they can become Facebook partners doesn't mean they're going to want to. Yeah. I mean, it's a smart business move, I think, to continue doing it while, like, maybe building a Twitch audience or something, too. I think the, yeah, I think what you're trying to get is, like, the culture of streaming is not there for Facebook. Like, there's no, yeah. like, the culture isn't there. It's always been Twitch. Well, yeah, well, the demographic is for Facebook users is also a lot older. Right. True. Versus Twitch is very much, like, teenagers versus, you know, Facebook is, like, your racist-ass uncle who comes, <laughs> who says Trump shit. <laughs> Looking, looking at you. you know yeah, you I don't are. think I'd want like the the you know chat audience from Facebook. I mean, the Twitch no. audience isn't that great either. But I feel like True. Facebook would be worse. Yeah, like anything else I've seen, like you know news sites and things like that that integrate their comments system <coughs> with Facebook accounts are horrible, and they're like their names are attached to that. Like, their actual Facebook profiles are attached, but they're still just the worst people they could be. They just don't care. So, like, at least on Twitch, there's some anonymity there. Mm -hmm. And they still manage to be more decent half the time than Facebook people are. And, you know, with no transparency. Wait, with, yeah, with full transparency. <laughs> it's the it's opposite, opposite of what you're going to say. <laughs> yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway. Staying on the Facebook train real quick, uh, I just wanted to shout this out. Developer Ready at Dawn, uh, who made the order 1886 and Lone Echo, has been acquired by Facebook. Lovely. Um, so they will be a first-party uh, Oculus Studios uh, really? acquisition. Interesting. And they will continue to develop VR content for gamers. Um, they're already working on a Lone Echo sequel, which makes me very happy because I've talked about that game quite a bit. I really enjoy it. Um, I haven't played it in a while because I have to be tethered to the PC to play that. And I have a bed in this room now, so I don't exactly have room for it, but I do miss that game. It's great. 
Um, and I'm curious to see what they do next because they're very competent. Um, Says there's no expected layoffs, which is good. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. It's like, it's weird because like, I don't know if it's basically going to be like Ready at Dawn is just brought into the fold and become Oculus Studios or if it's going to be like a, you know, um, like the game is branded Ready at Dawn, but it's a first party Oculus Studios game. We don't know. Because it says they'll operate independently. Yeah. So it's kind of confusing. But um, this is their third studio acquisition since uh, Beat Games and, which, you know, Beat Saber, um, and Senzaru Games, which made Asgard's Wrath, which I haven't played. Uh, so they're, I mean, Facebook is getting into the gaming circle, like whether we want them to or not. I mean, they were been into the gaming circle since they bought Oculus, so. True. I forgot they did that. Yeah, me too. I have an Oculus, and I still forgot they did that. <laughs> uh, you gotta watch that extra grime off you every now and then. That Facebook grime. I don't care. It's a... All blueinch. It's a fun system. Um, Let's see. Grime. I'm trying to go through some of these quick ones. Uh, Thomas, talk about Biomutant. Oh, yeah. So this was just like a extended like gameplay trailer of Biomutant. Um, I keep forgetting that game's not actually out yet. Yeah, it. So the thing, like, I noticed, like, graphically speaking, that there's like a lot of clipping and stuff, and like, this might be like early footage or something, but it's going to be a bit graphically like not as impressive. But like, the design of creatures and environments is impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like there's different creatures that you could play as as well, maybe like different classes or different um, like uh, creatures. Um, there's things here that's like. It's kind of like got like the Horizon Zero Dawn feel where there was like this like uh, society that existed and then we were in the post-apocalyptic future of it. Um, it's fully open world. There's like a paraglider as well. It's pretty cool. Uh, they showed off a ton of different bosses, which was sweet. Like this looks like a really creative and inventive game to, uh, to play, like an action uh, RPG. Um, yeah, I remember being excited when like it was first announced, <clears throat> but that was like 2016 or something like that, and it still looks a little rough. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like graphically, it looks a little rough, but like the, des- yeah. the designs are really cool. So it's just kind of weird that it's been in development for so long, but yeah, hasn't gotten a lot of press and well, doesn't that's, look uh, amazing. That's double A uh, developer for you, right? That's true. Yeah. Um, there's also like there's this weird hand that you that, like, crawls around, and shoots stuff. Uh, there's like, oh yeah, there's this bubble power where you can like run over enemies and like pick them up like Katamari and just start like bouncing them around and shoot them out. Uh, it's pretty nice. cool. Um, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of cool stuff about this game. Mm-hmm. So it. I was still curious about it for sure. Yeah. It'll probably be a solid swimming in sevens, but. Yep. That's fine. We were just talking about ReCore and the Discord and how like that game is pretty underrated and actually like better than, you know, reviews gave it credit for. But, like, a solid seven. And this will probably be kind of along those same lines. Yeah. hate that a seven's considered bad. It's not bad. In our eyes, it's not bad. That's a lot of fun, but has some substantial flaws. There are idiots out there who are like, it's a seven, oh, it must be a bad game. I like going by the five-star scale, and, like, this would be, like, a three, maybe 3.5, and that's, like, a six to seven. But that, like, when you say three out of five, that's not bad. Like, we were... 
review matches and we say that's three, but like that was really enjoyable. Like, yeah, um, I know. No, it's just it's just idiots yeah. who just yeah. like if it's below an eight, it's not worth my time. Well, fuck you, then. Right. right. I think sevens are. I mean, we talked about this before, but I think sevens are some of the best games out there because like. You know, they, they do have some jank to them, but they're a lot of fun. Like, they're the more unique titles yeah, there's more that don't get, ideas. like, $200 million budgets. Yeah, yeah look at uh, Deadly Premonition. Yep. That's not the best example. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people would rate that shit a six, but, you know, whatever. Um, how about 13? Uh, okay, yeah, speaking of a game that... I don't like this transition, but speaking of a game that will probably be a solid seven, uh, there was a bunch of new information about Marvel's Avengers uh, this week. (laughs) And hey, I'm excited for it, but I can see that it's probably going to have some issues. Um, Yeah, they had a whole like war table presentation um, where they showed off a bunch of new footage. Uh, They actually had like full on like game like mission gameplay that wasn't a day for like the first time yeah they even made a joke at like i've heard people want to see something other than a day so we've got a two whole missions for you um and uh yeah so they showed off a lot more of miss marvel in action she looks great um and then they showed a full uh thor mission and he looked like a lot of fun. Like it was, it was a much more like combat focused mission than I think some of them were going to be. Uh, but he was still really cool. I like his like kind of flying around looking for the next enemy and then like diving in hammer first. Yeah. Um, and he had an awesome like Bifrost ult that can uh, get past shields and just boosh, just like a just shit ton of damage down. to an enemy. Yeah. Yeah. And they showed off like the the uh, variations in the skill tree for everyone, a bunch of different costumes, um, how the actual like war room works where you pick your missions and stuff. Uh, There's a a helicarrier that you can like build up throughout the uh, game. Yeah. That was really cool. cool. It's like, you're not only changing the, uh, the costumes and like augments and stuff for your heroes, but you're also like changing the aesthetic of your helicarrier and like leveling it up to bring in new, um, new like shops and stuff like, like that vendors to and help stuff, you out yeah. yeah uh and they mentioned some are you know comic characters like hank pym maria hill uh nick fury and others are just random like robot vendors and stuff um and then uh thomas was very excited that we finally saw the hud yeah man <laughs> we got to see some like health bars and damage numbers and stuff yeah like it's a real I mean, that video is the good game. stuff yeah um which, I mean, that all looks good. Like, I think it's a solid layout Yep. with the way they, they lined. Because sometimes that can get pretty messy. Um, so I like the way they laid out the actual, uh, like, where the skills are and things like that. Um, so you can clearly see your cooldowns, but they don't take up a ton of room on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, they showed off some of the, like, multiplayer team-up stuff with, like, each human player uh, as a different hero. And how you can do, like, uh, team-up ults. Um, and team takedowns and things like that. Like, also, there's can, a lot to yeah. like. Also, you can like buff and debuff your allies. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. Some really cool stuff. Um, I still think my mains are probably, at least as, as far as what's currently announced, I think my mains are probably going to be Ms. Marvel and Iron Man, but we'll see. Yeah. Can I play Hulk? I play Hulk. Yes, you can. Yeah. And also, you can yeah, play, play the Hulk with the 
What's the outfit called? There's a bunch of different ones. Yeah, but the, there was the one with the, like the sword and shit. The armor. The gladiator. Gladiator. Yeah. Hulk, yeah. I love how I didn't watch World this. And I instantly knew what it was. <laughs> um, and then I think they said there's another. Uh, there's going to be more presentations throughout the summer, but they're going to did show they, off. Uh, did they show more Josh Whedon Ant Man? No, no. Um, okay, they good. said that good. that they're going like future presentations are going to show off some of the the next wave of heroes and stuff. So I'm sure we'll get like a full so rundown of of um, uh, Ant Man. Um, Joss Whedon Ant Man. Yeah, I was gonna put his name in quotes, but this is audio. Uh, I want to <laughs> shout out real quick, Dum Dum Dugan, because they showed like his character portrait on here, and I can't like. I will never see anyone other than Neil McDonough as Dum Dum Dugan because, like, he nailed it uh, in the movies and Agent Carter, and like this game, Dugan looks exactly like him too. <laughs> Does he have the bowler hat? Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Like yeah, he is Dum Dum Dugan now. Apparently, it's kind of like you know how Sam Jackson was or sorry uh nick fury was modeled after sam jackson like in the comics and then they got him to play him in the that's movies cool. like this is kind of the same way it seems like that's, um, dude, that's cool i didn't know that's cool that dum dum dugan's in the game yeah he's just he's one of the th- people in the helicarrier uh and they also showed some of the con like the you know mission conflicts and stuff like they showed hulk fighting against abomination um Ooh. and a few other things i can't remember what exactly and to obviously bury the lead, um, they also showed that the main villain is Modok. Yeah. R- really? <laughs> yeah, you didn't know okay. that? No, I know, but like, I just need to express my disappointment. Like, really? Why? Like, M- Modok's fine, but like... R- People are really excited about Modok. We haven't had Modok God. in such a long time in a game. Yeah. I, I guess, but I, I look at that... that Look, look, comics are stupid, right? But that is a dumbass character design. It's kind of I awesome. Um, I love it. What makes me mad is I, just... I was reading an interview recently, and they said that the the canceled New Warriors, like the live-action New Warriors show that was supposed to be on Hulu or whatever, um, with like Squirrel Girl and a bunch of them, uh, Keith, Dave, <laughs> Keith David was playing a character in that show, and he was eventually going to become Modoc. Like, af- huh. after a few seasons of the show, they were going to like morph his character. Um, that would have been weird. And so I'm super sad that we're not going to get Keith David voicing Modoc. <laughs> but this this game still looks cool. Ah, um, his voice is too sexy for Modoc. Yeah, that would be mm-hmm. a very odd fit. Modoc has to like have no emotion versus anytime Keith David opens his mouth, it's either commanding presence or like, "Yes, I will go to bed with you." Yeah, I mean he's really grand. Like he he nails that. Yeah, but Modoc Modoc is very much like monotone science like science it like like really nasally because he's a nerd true uh we are getting Patton oswald voicing modok in an animated show that's like fucking perfect yeah that's like exactly casting right there Um, i don't know who's who's playing him in this but the voice actually sounds pretty good yeah but fuck modok sorry uh you can if you want he has a big face I'm sure um, he has anyway ultron's i'm just saying ultron is right there and you're not using him okay they're doing aim though and Modok is the leader of get, AIM. Get rid of AIM and do a better group of villains. Surprised, they, I'm surprised they didn't do Hydra, honestly. It is I'm a really lot of like generic robots, so it doesn't necessarily have to be AIM. But 
Yeah. I don't know. It feels like they're kind just... of doing like an Age of Ultron style thing, but with Modok and Abe. I'm just saying, there's a lot of other other villains I'd rather than done than Modok, but it's, it's mm-hmm. fine. Other people get to exp- see him, and then eventually you'll understand why I don't like this character. Fair enough. Uh, to be fair, he starts off as like the human version and becomes Modok. So like, there's progression oh. there. That's weird. Whatever. Uh, and then on a quick note, uh, this game is one of the ones that's going to be available for a free upgrade uh, to next gen. Woo. So if you get it on PS4 or Xbox One and you get, you know, the next systems, um, you also get that version of it for free, nice. which is awesome. So I went ahead and pre-ordered it on PS4 uh, because that's where I feel like most people are going to play. And there's also like some exclusive content and like an earlier beta and stuff like that on PS4. Um, so like, I know it's not going to run super well, but I'll have a PS5 at launch. Yeah. During the whole video, that's all I noticed was like, or most of what I noticed was the frame rate chug. Yeah. I figure it's not going to be great on any system because this is a late gen game and it's, let's be honest, probably built to be upgraded. It'll probably run better on PC. At least in the, in the when it comes out, probably. But I, I just I don't know. Unless, this doesn't seem like a PC game to me. I just don't get that from it. Because I would have gotten an Xbox, from but from I'm not going to get a, a Series X. So I figure I'll get more value out of it by getting it on PS4. Um, and quick note: I don't know if any of y'all have anything to say about this, but uh, Bloodstone: Curse of the Moon Two was uh, sorry, Bloodstained. Curse of the Moon 2 was the announced. The Bloodstained game. Yeah! The actual good Bloodstained yeah, game. Yeah, it is funny they did this one and not, you know, the <laughs> actual Bloodstained well, game. Is, it's a different development team altogether. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah this is uh, Inti Creates uh, oh, okay. that did it. Gotcha. Um, it's 505 Games is the one that did the uh, not-so-impressive uh, Castlevania. Yeah, but this was uh, like a Kickstarter bonus. And it's getting a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's awesome. Well, it's sold like crazy. It's like ten. The original is like ten bucks. Yeah, yeah. And it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, this sequel looks great. Like, oh, I never played I the original, wait. but like, I like the different characters, and it feels like a. Oh, you should. I don't. The, the original like, seemed too much like a classic Castlevania game, and I don't really like those. It's not as hard. I'll tell you that much. I mean, you can make it hard, but like, it's really not. There's a lot of quality of life changes they put in the. It, it put in, um, rich not rich of the night, um. What Curse is it called? The, the, the first Curse of the They put a lot of quality of life stuff that has that feel of Casa Castlevania, but not all the bullshit. Yeah. You can have the bullshit if you want, but like, yeah, it's amazing. This gives me more of a Shovel Knight feel, where it's like a modern take on a classic style. But I don't know. like that too. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I just wanted to Ten shout bucks. that out. It's coming, I think. Later this year. I don't remember. Yeah, I'm buying it day one. Day fucking one, baby. Game of the year 2020. Let's go. <laughs> another quick shout out. We have another um, Animal Crossing free update coming this summer. Uh, there, It's split up into two waves, which I think is funny. Uh, because uh-huh. it brings in swimming and diving into the game. Um, I got so excited. So there's a that. whole new category of things to bring to the museum. Um, like ocean fish and things like that. And there's a new vendor out there where you can get like mermaid items. It's weird that the vendor um, is just swimming around. Yeah. Yeah. 
But it's I an love, otter. Is, is, it an oct- is, it a, is it an otter or yeah, something? Yeah, it's an otter. Pascal? Yeah. Awesome. I, I think he's from him. past games. Okay. He's new to me. But yeah, what's funny is Southern Hemisphere is in winter right now. So I don't know what they're <laughs> going to do about this. They should be getting, like, snow updates, shouldn't they? Ice fishing. Or... Yeah. Then... Like, it feels like the game is catered to Northern Hemisphere. Yeah. I wonder why. I don't know. <laughs> That's just, like, this is the first time it's really, I think, been a problem. I, I would hope that, like, they that this, they would be getting, like, winter, like, their winter updates or something. Yeah. Because if you started a game, you can't exactly erase that and start a new game. You'd have to buy a whole new <clears throat> console to well, do they that. Well, can, so they can it time travel, I guess. Well, not even... Yeah, I guess, yeah. If you, but, want to, if you really want to see winter updates, but... I mean, they wouldn't... I, they would have put out a different video for what Southern Hemisphere is getting. True. Did they, though? No. I don't think so. I mean, so. it would have had to have been on the Animal Crossing account. I don't know. Yeah, I just saw somebody post a video of a dude, like, dude, diving into a pool that was frozen over. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why would you do that? Like, why? <laughs> Polar plunge. But it was funny, so I, I like, that's why. Okay. Alright, and then, uh, I think I'm gonna skip this New Game Plus Expo. Oh, really? Some cool oh, stuff I got here. one thing from that. Okay, there's, go ahead. There's one thing from that that I have to mention. Uh, it announced the final Samurai Showdown character in that expo. Mm. And you won't believe who it is. Um, it's not a returning Sam Show character. It is uh, Warden from For Honor, Ubisoft's game. What? Oh, yeah. That was sad. <laughs> yeah. And he looks, or they, I'm going to just say they just to be safe. Uh, they look like the most generic knight character you have ever fucking seen. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, to quote Maximilian, uh, it's like somebody started to create a character on Dark Souls and just left the armor the same the entire game. Like, it just, like, okay, I guess. He's such a weird choice. Yeah. Uh, this is where Curse of the Moon 2 was announced. I probably should have said it then. Um, but it seemed noteworthy to mention on its own. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, my one thing is going to be, uh, they announced a new Harvest Moon game that looks just as trashy as all the other Harvest Moon games lately. Like this looks unfinished, like a, like a 3d flash game. Um, and it just makes me that much more excited for story of seasons, uh, friends of mineral or what is it? Return to mineral town. Because man, this is what we're getting from Harvest Moon these days. Well, yeah, because yeah, because yeah, it's a cause technically Harvest Moon became Story of Seasons. Yeah, I know, but it's it upsets me. Like it hurts that they're still making har- bad Harvest Moon games, <sighs> tricking people. I know. And then also, real quick, they they showed the first gameplay trailer in quotes for uh, uh, No More Heroes Three. Oh yeah, <laughs> but Suda is talking in front of it the whole time about the games he's playing in quarantine. Yeah, I saw that. I it's the most Suda trailer. Like, it's great because I mean you can really see don't. some stuff behind him, but yeah. like they're probably not going to release this trailer on its own. Yeah, I love it. I can't wait till that game comes out. 
and then speaking of games we can't wait to come out uh cyberpunk 2077 also got a bunch of new information this week uh and i'm gonna let thomas talk about it uh all right uh you put it here i know i did <laughs> okay well while you're vamping uh they they did announce an anime tie-in uh coming in 2022 which seems late but whatever Oops, yeah unless unless they plan to support the games developed like post dlc stuff into 2022 which that would be i think they will because they announced like that multiplayer mode that's not going to be at launch um but that's yeah also weird so like this stylistically it looks really cool like I, you know i'm not super into anime but i love the art style of this uh and it's a netflix show of course of like everything is netflix now um but it's called cyberpunk edge runners so look out for that all right you ready uh yeah so sure um <laughs> uh so people had uh their own um hands-on experience with it they got to play some of the game and uh We'll go through a couple of key things. So, first off, there's three different backstories that you can pick from. Uh, Corpo, Street Kid, and Nomad. Uh, I assume Corpo is, like, you're part of the corporation. Like, the you're part of... Like a noble. Yeah. You're part of the uh, the problem. And then a Street Kid, you play as a Street Kid, I guess. Just someone <laughs> poor living on the streets. And then Nomad is basically, like, you live all outside of the city. Like, you're away from all of the the cyberpunk city shit um and then eventually there'll be a point where you get to a a part of the game where each one of those stories gets to a single point and you play on from there um apparently the customer creator is really good and really detailed uh i saw a headline a lot of different hair colors uh options which is cool i saw a headline that said that you could pick your own pubic hair so Oh, looking forward to uh, some nudity in this game, I guess. So the carpet point. doesn't have to match the drapes. Cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, progression, skills, and perks. Uh, basically, you gain experience from doing things. Um, that's how you do your level ups. Um, you can increase your skills as high as the, as the tribute. So if your cool stat is six, your stealth skill will never rise higher than that. Uh, that's just some technical stuff. Uh, you earn perk points to unlock uh, these perks when you increase your character level. Uh, but many of the perks will be grayed out when you start the game. Um, to unlock more uh, events rope. perks, you'll need to spend more perk points in that specific tree. So it sounds like the problem that I had the most with Witcher 3 was that there wasn't enough um, skill upgrades. Uh, and it seems like they're like fleshing that out quite a lot here, which is really nice. Go ahead. Real quick, uh, you mentioned the the color of your pubic hair. Did you see that you can pick your genitalia? I did not. Yeah. So <laughs> great. You have you have three options. Three. Uh, penis, vagina, or none. Oh. So you can kindle it if you want. Okay. And if you pick penis, you can choose to be circumcised or uncircumcised. That's awesome. Can I choose to have a robotic one? Maybe later in the game. Unclear. It's a yeah. That might be like a like a. It's a perk you have to upgrade. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Because if I can't have a robotic penis, what's the point of playing this game? Mm Mm-hmm. It's a valid point. I like the way you think. Could you have two? Like, your normal one and a robotic one. So there's options. 
Oh. No, I would want three just to call him just to call it Ghidorah. Mm. That's pretty good. What, are what you... if I want a penis and a vagina? Is that too greedy? I think that's too greedy. Uh. You either get three dicks or, or, or a vagina. You don't get both. <laughs> All right. So you can have as many of either as you want, but you can't have both. Got it. Right. All right. Moving on. They have to, they have, to have boundaries somewhere. Uh. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also mix and match your your various parts. So like you can have um, a stocky, muscular character with a high sounding voice. Um, uh-huh. You can have breasts and a baritone voice. Oh. Uh, you can be Bobby Lashley. There's, they they Sorry. basically don't like assign you a gender, and then you create your character with whatever features you want them to have. Yeah, any combination of features neat. and anything. We're yeah. going to see a so lot of great really cool. things come out of this character creator. Oh yeah, hell yeah! Like I it's don't gonna... know if this game is for me, but I want to make a character in it. <laughs> uh just uh, just do a whole stream of you just making characters i probably would <laughs> but it would, i'd have to censor uh, uh stream bits donate bits to make choices oh god that's a thing oh i gotta that get affiliate be before thing. then <laughs> yeah. uh so there's also gonna be um like a morality type system where you have a uh, street cred, street cred or cyberware uh, they say it's not a morality system, um, and your street cred will only ever go up. Uh, so you, in addition to top, unlocking tougher missions, higher street cred will also improve vendor prices and stock. Uh, and there are items in various stores that require a certain level of street cred. Character level doesn't come into play for these requirements. It seems you'll be able to use any weapon or item you pick up, regardless of your character level. Buy something particularly fancy in the store. You'll need to be well known throughout the uh, throughout Night City. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like two different um, uh, reputation that you have to like level up. Uh, so it's pretty cool. Um, and then that's about it. Uh, that's all the major stuff, anyways. Um, but yeah, I'm reading through this. This made me way more like hyped for this game. To see all the different... Yeah, the, like, the attribute upgrades and stuff seem a little overwhelming. I just <clears> wish <throat> it wasn't first person. Yeah. Not it was originally built can't... to be played in third person, but for some reason they took that out. Yeah. Even though you have a really in-depth character creator, and then never get to see your character. You see it in I mean, cutscenes. Mirrors and shit. Um... I just don't want to get nauseous while playing a video game, okay? The characters That's are really pretty. Want. Okay. Yeah, and then they get ripped out, ripped out, and be put in the Pornhub before you know it. Oh, probably. cyberpunk porn! That's gonna be a thing. Yeah. That's gonna blow the fuck oh, up no. when, 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 after this game comes out. Yeah. Especially with all the genitalia. I bet. Right? Uh, if I get the, if I get this game, which means I would have to get a new console, a current generation console, or a next-gen console, I will do my best to create a cyberpunk Chun-Li. That'll be my goal. Like with the blues and, you know, maybe give her robot legs or something. Um, so speaking of big games, X-PlayStation boss believes current AAA development growth is unsustainable. Yeah, I just thought this would be a good conversation starter to end the game with, or end the show with. Lovely. Um, what do you think? Because it is weird that like 
you know, everyone says, oh, $60 is too much for a game. But, like, they're stupid expensive to make now. And that, like, that has not adjusted for inflation like everything else in the world has. They're, they're not even sixty anymore. They're six. They're like one hundred and twenty when you count in for season passes and shit. They well, that's why they have to do that stuff, price. though. Yeah, they do all the deluxe editions and things like that. So, like, you're getting something for that money, but they can charge more than sixty bucks. But then they still have to provide content for that money, so it's inflating the cost even more. And a lot of it's you know digital things. Like, for example, with Avengers, there's a digital deluxe edition that gets you like more stuff in game and like a three day early uh play time for like ten dollars more um and so like that seems worth it because i mean it's you know to the average person it's it's ten more dollars but for them like they don't have to put a lot of money into the development of that digital content which is just like uh money to spend in the customization shop and I think a few different skins. Um, but, you know, they can get 10 more dollars from everyone. So, like, that kind of stuff goes a long way in, change, in helping the price. But that's why we get a lot of these, you know, glitchy, undercooked games. Or, like, ridiculous crunch trying to get a game out on time to meet the fiscal quarter. Because they have to ship something. You know, they're not making any money while the game's in development. Um, that kind of thing. So, like, everyone talking about the, uh, you know, curbing the the issues in the gaming industry don't seem to be willing to sacrifice the price of the game in order to get those better conditions. And that's weird to me. I don't know. Am I alone in that? Did I say that weird? What? Um, I was just here thinking about uh, prices in Canada being uh, risen. Like, we recently had a thing where um, Crash 4 was listed as um, $79.99 here. Mm-hmm. And that just, like, shocked everyone. But that listing has been taken down, so we don't know if that's the right price for that game. Like, just a Crash game costing, like, 80 bucks without tax. Yeah. Um, I would assume that's not a full price game anyway. It was listed as one. It's it's listed in America as a full price game. Hmm. Um, Maybe because it's new <clears> instead <throat> of just like remakes of old games. I don't yeah. know. But real quick to I'll, like we can get back to the discussion, but I realized that we just read the headline and then started talking. <laughs> um, so Sean Layden, the former uh, boss of PlayStation. Uh, said the problem with that model is it's just not sustainable. Um, so the you know the sixty nine ninety nine uh, game model or fifty nine ninety nine fifty nine ninety nine. Um, he explained that current generation development costs reach between eighty million and one hundred and fifty million dollars, excluding marketing costs. Which yeah. anyone that knows anything about marketing knows that that can double the price. That's what they um, usually say about film budgets, right? Like just double the yeah. budget. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Mar- so ads are stupid expensive for what you get out of them. Uh, anyway, uh, and the work can take up to five years to complete. Furthermore, AAA budgets have historically doubled each generation, meaning that PS5 development costs could hit $300 million. Jesus. He says, I don't think that in the next generation you can take those numbers and multiply them by two and think that you can grow. 
I think the industry as a whole needs to sit back and go, all right, what are we building? What's the audience expectation? What is the best way to get our story across and say what we need to say? So basically what he's pitching is if we're going to do these big, pretty 4K games, they're going to have to either be smaller in scope or more expensive. Uh, or maybe the developers need to alternate between the big titles and putting out, you know, smaller bite-sized stuff. Like, for example, what I think Miles Morales is going to be, you know, using that Spider-Man PS4 engine that they already built, make a smaller game that can kind of test next-gen hardware without being a, you know, $300 million game, um, and try to recoup some of the costs of next-gen. Uh, if they do more things like that, like put out multiple games <clears throat> in the same series using that same engine, rather than spending, you know, the entire console generation on one game, like Naughty Dog did, which, I mean, they made, you know, Uncharted 4, but they spent most of the time on Last of Us 2. Um, Even Rocksteady, like they only made that Ark of Night and then they, like that was it, right? Yeah. I think they've had some troubles, though. They definitely had something in development. Yeah. I'm just saying they're not like an Activision or like they're under WB games, I guess, but like they're not right. like a giant publishing studio or anything like that. Right. The ones that are profitable are the ones that put out the, you know, yearly titles with barely anything changed. And I don't like that either, but like that's how they have to make money. That's the only way they make money. That's why Call because of Duty traditional is still game a thing. development doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Madden. Right. Or you get these, you know, microtransaction-heavy games. Or, you know, multiple season passes that cost 40, 50 bucks a pop. Because something has to recoup the costs. Yeah. So, I just, I'm kind of wondering, like, would it be better to have a more expensive price up front? Like, let's say, you know, shift games to the $70, $80 range for next gen. Or to continue things the way they are and, you know, nickel and dime the player base... So, like, the 1%, essentially, like, the hardcore players are the ones f completely funding the game, and everyone else just gets it at 60 bucks and can put their time into it and be done. Which isn't necessarily sustainable, because they have their models that they look at, and they figure, okay, this many people are going to have to buy this content in order for us to break even. Um, you know, so we'll develop for this many people... And if we don't hit that goal, then we'll have to, you know, monetize another way. And, like, that just adds a lot of complication to it, too. Yeah. <clears throat> this has been a discussion for a long time now. Like, yeah, just, like, AAA development in general and uh, the way to monetize games. And next to console generation, if we don't, like, have, like, a good change for, like, just purchasing and stuff, you'll probably end up seeing a lot of big studios close. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. And I think that's going to force a change then. Yeah. I'd rather, like, everyone have kind of a game plan so <clears> they can, <throat> you know, inform people up front that they have to change or whatever. And it's the internet. They'll still complain. But it those same people that complain are the same ones that complain about the working conditions and how they should treat their employees better. But you can't pay them well. You can't, you know, ship a game on time. Without crunch, you can't do all of those quality of life things if you're not making the money. <laughs> yeah. And I think if uh, you just increase the, the price of games, you'll see people spending less or spe maybe spending less on games or uh, just staying with a certain game. Like, 
Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't buy so many if uh, if it was increased even more, and I would just stick to Destiny most more more often. Um, but I think that's also why we're getting more of those <clears throat> games of service games. Yeah, because they have a longer tail. Yeah, I mean, look at GTA Five; it's still getting released. Well, GTA Five is just a monster. <laughs> yeah, it's it's an anomaly. Nothing makes money. But I'm like saying, that. like that game makes money. Yeah. So they realize they can keep putting it out. Right. <sighs> and then I don't but know how that will affect like, the uh, the fighting game community because, like, uh, Ben, do you feel like it's already costing too much for these games? Or, I mean, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. Like the extra characters um, and stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, the only one that's like really egregious with it is Mortal Kombat. I feel and even then, like forty bucks, whatever. You know, or a hundred for the premium. You know, I, you know, um, like that's what I said. Like to me, like they've all they've been expensive for years. It's just that they don't include it in the base price. You have the option, yeah, to choose whether you want the base or the or put the extra stuff up front, or you can maybe get it later, or you can wait a year from now and get it on sale. So, um, you know, like I mean, like to me, like for at least from the fighting game perspective, like most most developers are pretty. Even Capcom's like pretty smart on it in terms of like being you know, pro consumer not being too bad. There's not a lot of microtransactions in fighting games. I mean Capcom tried it, <laughs> but it's you no know, you can't use you can't use IRL money in Street Fighter Five or anything like that or definitely MVCI. Street Fighter um, versus Tekken. Like I mean Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, but that's they learned I <laughs> uh that was bad. That was bad. Go watch um Mag Muscles uh, What Happened with Street Fighter Cross Tekken and yeah, learn everything. That's what I was referencing. Um, um but uh like like, I mean, like, SNK released Samurai Shodown last year, and if you just pre-ordered the game uh, digitally, you got the season pass for free. Dang. Um, so, like, and in, like, I think on Switch, it's like, if you buy, there's a, there's a $44 version, which is just the base game, and then if you buy the $6 version, it comes with the game, with all the, the first wave of DLC characters. So, yeah, I don't think fighting games are necessarily too really affected. It, to me, it's just how it's been. Like, character comes out, uh, new game comes out, first wave of dlc and then you know if, if it's supported enough we'll get another wave another wave, like it's a miracle that capcom's doing you know another wave of dlc you know that's even a miracle um so yeah like from my perspective i don't really see a lot of this just because i don't play a lot of the stuff that's like big triple a stuff like either like except for mortal kombat like that's the biggest triple a i mean like i would say mortal kombat is the only triple a like this is coming from max's perspective like if you talked about it and he's right mortal kombat's the only triple a the fighting game developer when you talk about the anime like the, the presentation its looks uh character models and like everything like hmm. street fighter doesn't come close to it none of the s no, like, like smash is a whole nother degree because that's not even a true fighting game that's more of a, like a party game um but like it's it it's the only one i would consider triple a like everything else is kind of small like street fighter 5 you know is budget as hell so like that game shouldn't even been made unless sony came in so um yeah like it, it doesn't have the problems but at the same at the same time like you've we've seen it with mvci where they didn't market that game very well and you know the dlc nobody talked about that and then dlc was the there was nothing the game died like uh, in terms of like that's why marketing is so expensive yeah I mean that game had no budget too, so yeah, like, it wasn't even that ex- it wasn't even that expensive. The game had no budget, but no, I'm um, just saying like marketing can make or break a game. That's why they know correct. they can charge up the butt for it. Yeah, 
Um, so yeah, like, yeah, the fighting. I don't think the fighting community, at least with the, at least the current games now, have that. I know Tekken might have some stuff, but I'm not too familiar with this. I can't comment on that. Um, I know Dragon Ball has in like in game transitions, but that's like like for like for costume shit. It doesn't like there's no gameplay stuff for any fighting game with it. So, uh, but I I think they're fairly priced for what they are sixty dollars or you know. Fighting games usually do like the game of the year edition or like the this edition at the end of the year or, or the following year. Like you could buy Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath right now for sixty bucks, and you get this year plus last year's for way less than I bought. Mm-hmm. So that, I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, I I see a problem more for the the single player focused games, like you know, Cyberpunk, Spider Man, uh, Horizon, like those kind of games that are just a really good, like, lengthy, single-player experience with... I mean, yeah, they could have DLC, things like that, but you can't really inject microtransactions into that, although Assassin's Creed found a way. Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah. And, like, I wonder what's going to happen to games like that. Like, if we're just going to get less of them because they take so long to create and don't have that tail on them. Yeah, um, you always hear about, maybe you always hear about different... how well they sell, though. But then, then after that, you hear uh, that that wasn't enough, and it's like, right. like the Tomb Raider one is a great well, example. They sold like mm-hmm. I don't know, I can't remember how much it was, like four million, and then Square Enix was like that was a disaster. Or it uh, wasn't DMC. DMC Devil May Cry is a great example of that, where like it didn't, it sold oh good, but it didn't meet Capcom's expectations or. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a, I mean, like, you know, there's a lot of that stupid yeah, shit. Yeah, because they're so like, expensive. Why are you projecting it? Yeah. And all you have is the price of the game. Yeah. So I think, like, maybe, which, you know, nothing's going to happen from us, but <laughs> my pitch would be to have more of a sliding scale for game prices. So if it's something that, you know, is is more of, like, a games of service thing where it's got the microtransactions, it's got that, that long-term tail, 60 bucks, no more. Um... Because, you know, they get their money. But, like, these next-gen single-player, like, open-world, expansive adventures, maybe 70 or 80 is okay. Because you're you're paying up front for the game. With the promise of no added microtransactions or anything like that. Like, give free content updates in the future, whatever. Uh, like, you know, Spider-Man with the uh, the suits that came out over time. All of those are free. Except the ones that were tied to the DLC. Um, they didn't have to do that, but they did. Things like that, like, you can have that good faith of, hey, you pay more for this, you know, big experience where everything is included in the game and we'll take care of you. Um, but, like, if it has microtransactions in it, like, it has to list that on the box and it can be no more than $60 retail. I think that would kind of fix it on both sides. And maybe some of the fighting games, you know, the like the not triple A ones, they could still be like I 30, 40, sh- whatever they are. Uh um, I think they should all go to the K the KI model, honestly. Yeah. Uh free to play, one character free, get your taste, uh, and then, you know, uh pay what you want. Mm-hmm. Uh pay for the character that you want and then go from there. I mean you know, KI didn't. It, it, the reason Killer Instinct got dropped is because Microsoft didn't give a shit about it. Right. 
But like you start playing fucking... online with the one or two characters you have, and you play against other people that have all of them, you're like, man, that character's cool, and then you'll buy it. Like that works exactly. with fighting games. Yeah. It doesn't work with most other games. Right. That, that's why that's exclu- that's why I said that fighting games should move to the to yeah. The KM I model. think that's smart. It doesn't work. It yeah. It doesn't. I mean, work a lot with, of like the hero shooters heroes. and stuff do that. They're free to play, and then you buy the heroes. Yeah. Why not do that with fighting games? Yeah. Or like like or like you know like like I bought Ki the 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 when season three happened, which is basically the complete version of the game mm-hmm. that came with everything. You know. Some people want everything, but some people just want to play that one character, and I think you should have that option. And you know, yeah, because like for people that love the gaming industry so much, we don't take very good care of it. We encourage the you know the microtransactions and things like that of those scummy companies while complaining about those same things, but then don't think that anything priced more than sixty dollars is worth it. And that they're stealing our money or whatever because gamers are entitled. Um, but like, you know, I'll, I'll put out a little bit more for like a nice digital deluxe or something that has some stuff that interests me. You know, I'll, I've bought a few limited edition things. I don't usually because they're ridiculously rare and I don't feel like playing that game. Um, with all like the pre-order bonuses from different stores and all that stuff. But I think a lot of those sleazy tactics would go away if we could just better fund the industry. Um, and we don't want those original ideas to go away. Because, like, the the yearly licensed titles, like the sports titles and things like that, you know, the Call of Duties, that stuff, those those aren't going away anyway. They make their money. What we lose is the originality. And I don't want that. Well, this is, like, why I primarily stick to what Nintendo does in indie games for my single player content. I understand that's not for everybody because every like it's nice like seeing Final Fantasy Seven remake reminded me of that big mm-hmm. you know it's like watching a popcorn movie like sometimes you just want that. Unfortunately, that that doesn't even exist that much anymore because when the big AAA games do release, sometimes they're jank as hell and they're broken. Well, um, even that they they made a third of the game sixty bucks because it's the only way to like you know cover the cost right. of the game development. <laughs> Yeah, the, that that's why I kind of shifted my personally my game preferences towards smaller indie projects, mm-hmm. where I most of the time I am getting a full exp- a full experience for twenty maybe forty bucks at the most, and um and then hey if I get lucky it gets DLC content see Shovel Knight yeah uh, but that's because of Kickstarter stuff like that but that's that's an anomaly but that that's why I don't really I don't have a dog in this fight like I, I really don't. I don't feel like I do just because of my preferences of what I play. It doesn't skew to that high level because I just see it as trash. So I, I don't I don't put my money towards it. Yeah. But it's like Thomas said, I don't want these studios to start closing because they can't afford to develop games. Yeah, that's what happened, I mean, yeah, that's that's what happened to the double uh, A uh, tier. Like, THQ yeah. went under and... Mm-hmm. Whole bunch yeah. of other publishing and studios went under like this like this I think that happened during this uh console generation, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. That shift. Think, yeah, pretty much. So maybe the next console generation will end up seeing like W V closed down or something. I mean AT and T already sold, wants to sell so. WB games. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean at the same time I'm not I'm not gonna purse I can't like personally put the, that the test on myself. I'm like, you know, make a game I actually care about, maybe, you know. 
Well, yeah, everyone's going to have their preference. Right. Yeah. That's that's why I'm glad I tailored my experience to what I play, mm-hmm. so I can enjoy it. Yep. But yeah, anyone else with thoughts out there? I'd I'd like to know, like you know, if we're on the right track or if that would never work. Or I enjoy these discussions. Um, so we do have a question from the chat. Uh, we have a question from Mike. Mike, <laughs> the TV, and he asks us, uh, "What video game world would you like to escape to?" Escape to mm. the last of uh, no. <laughs> no. God. Well, oh, well no. given our current climate, would that be better or worse? Uh, probably better. Probably, because you know. See, I don't. That's the like the obvious answers are like you know my favorite series, so I can hang out with those characters and stuff. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them are super dangerous. I think I'd want to yeah. escape to the Pokemon world. That'd be cool. Yeah, that would be. Yeah. Like, that sounds fun. Because you don't have to do any fighting. You just, you know, I mean, throw out your slave monsters. There's no danger to you. humans. Right. As far as I no, understand. No, I, mean, I mean, you could probably get eaten by a Gyarados. I imagine there are Pokemon out there who eat people. There's probably accidents every now and then, yeah. That's only if you, you, know, you get the tail the end of a Taurus. Yeah. I mean, imagine you're just walking, you're walking your Pokemon, all of a sudden a Taurus just hits you out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like they're animals. Like mm-hmm. I, I want to see that like show. Wild animals. Like the like the Darwin Awards of the Pokemon world. <laughs> oh god, that would be a great video. Yeah, like, if somebody did that shit. Um. Uh, I would live live in in uh, in Colombia, racist old Colombia. No, I'm just kidding. No. No. Um. No. 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 Uh, when you said uh, like I wanted to hang out in the worlds like where my favorite video games are or whatever i was thinking you were gonna say like mario kart or something because like you'd just be racing no. against like mario and that would be fun uh, Link i feel stuff. like that would get old though i i have a legit answer right, go um, ahead. because it's uh mass effect like the citadel like hmm. it's not great but it's a hell of a lot better than what our society is right now so I would love to escape to the. Citadel. I'd probably be the best dancer on the Citadel, considering how badly everyone else dances. <laughs> yeah. Um. Thomas. Uh. Well, you don't want to be in the world of Destiny because it's like uh, post-apocalyptic, no. and everything is trying to kill humanity. So. Plus, Nathan Fillion is dead now. Yeah. <laughs> he was the best part. <laughs> Like, I'd get a beer with him, but that's about it. Yeah. Um, well, he's a robot. Jeez, so. I can't think of one, because there's not, like, I don't want to live in a video game world, right? I just want to shoot shit when I'm in a video game. Um, I, I would say, well, what about, um, what was that Ubisoft game? Um, where you're in New York, you're in a modern day, you're in Watch America, Dogs? and it's like war-torn. Oh. Uh, Division? What was that called? Yeah, oh, which is basically what we're living right now. It's The Last of Us. Um, yeah. <laughs> no. No, I feel like The Last of Us is after The Division. Like, The Division is the beginning, and then you get to The Last of Us. Watch Dogs would actually be kind of fun. Because it's like, like neo-futuristic. We already in Watch Dogs, my guy. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto, that's the world I want to live in. <laughs> Alright. That would be... I mean, that's kind of just our yeah. world. That's kind of a cheap answer. but Right, exactly. Um... 
But like you have money in GTA, you can get money. Not easily, everyone does. Though. Actually, you know what? The, my my real answer is going to be Destiny Two. If I'm uh, if I'm a guardian, because I can live forever. I can't die unless someone kills my ghost. But then I'll just not have that happen. Easy enough. I would try to become a specter, uh, even though they hate humans. All right, so I guess that's our answers. My answer was the best. Yeah. No, this is good. Uh, I just look, yeah, Pokemon would be nice, but I don't think I'd want to. Man, you're swimming in the lake. All of a sudden, oh, there's a Gyarados. That's the equivalent of running into a shark. Let alone the actual shark you'll run into. I mean, uh, you would surf on a Pokemon though. You don't go swimming on. You your can own. just throw a Pokeball at it and run because it'll struggle out of the Pokeball. It's true. It'll That's give you a true. second. What if you don't have any though? Although I gotta say, there's no, there's very few things scarier than uh, I was doing the, you know, I was doing the DLC. Uh, you go out into the water, like on your little water bike thing, and a sharpedo just, just straight through yeah. the water after you. <laughs> Sharks are terrifying. It's dude. terrifying. Oh, you know, yeah. it'd be a fun, like a pleasant world to live in. Animal Crossing. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, you get really close with your neighbors. I feel like that's you have, too like, easy. KK Slider come yeah. by every weekend for a nice concert. Ample opportunity. I for feel like I would go insane though. Why? I personally feel like I would go too insane because it's just too mundane. No, but like you're in the world of that. Like you already get like, you know, like the PC, like your computer and shit and TV. No, no not even that. I, I guess, but like, I don't know. Yeah, all the same I'm stuff just, is there. I guess. Okay. Maybe. Fair enough. As long as I get to still watch my anime, I'll be fine. Yeah, that's what the TV's for. Um, I want to have control over who lives in my village, though. <laughs> no uggos. <laughs> Judgmental. Judgmental. If you lived in that world, you could do it. You just <laughs> go straight up to them and tell them, "Get the fuck out! Yeah. <laughs> get the fuck off my!" Like, I wouldn't even feel bad. I'd be like, "Scoot, you're God. dumb. Get out of here." God damn. <laughs> Ruthless. Scoot's man. fine. Ruthless. Oh, you know what? I changed my answer. I want to live in the Xenoblade Chronicles two uh, universe, so I can fuck my weapon. There you go. That's my true answer. Right. Final answer. You finally got to the real heart of this sure? answer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm horny. Uh, so, Justin, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me on zero, as zero score if you look. I I screwed it up. Take two. You can find me if you look for zero score on Twitter or YouTube or Twitch. Um, I had a new video, an underrated games video out this week. And I'll be streaming more Spider-Man on Monday. So check that out. Ben. Uh, you can follow me at twitter.com slash marvelousiggy for all things concerning the uh, marvelous one. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the first ever episode zero of our new show uh, of the Charge Shot Network uh, is out. Uh, Atomic Shot episode zero uh, is officially out. It's a thing. It exists. It, it's manifested itself. Uh, me and a coworker of mine named Tyler, a friend of mine named Tyler, uh, have... Uh, before we divulge into the world of Godzilla, we basically talk our origins. I apologize for the audio issues. Uh, you know, first time uh, doing this, uh, at least on his end, I think. So just we, we we figured it out, but it's there. So we talk about um, our, our origin story with the big G. So if you're uh, new to Godzilla, come along. I I, will, I welcome. I want to try to get as many new Godzilla fans as much as possible. And um, or if you just want to. Don't have a lot of Godzilla fans around you, um, and you want to feel, you know, part of something. Come join too. Uh, 
yeah, I, it's just and of course it's right on there. It's going to be in the same podcast feed. Um, <clears throat> so you know, just give it a listen if you're interested. Uh, and then of course our first movie will be uh, Gojira 1954, which I believe that should be available via HBO Max. Uh, if not, you can rent it off of Amazon. So if you want to watch along with us uh, before we do our official review. And then my Animal Crossing video that I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to do an island tour of my home. Um, so I, the only reason I haven't done it yet is because I haven't planted the flowers that I wanted to plant. And my bridge isn't built yet. So once those are done, that's when I'm going to do the video. Basically, like this is this is my tour. This is my island. Show off my neighbors. You know, all that good stuff. Um, plan is to get it out before the update happens. But we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, that's that's it for me. Holy shit, I have stuff to promote. That was weird, <laughs> right? Uh, so you can find me, your host Thomas, on Twitter, CSG Thomas. We're also here on Twitch as Kane Play Stuff. You can catch the shows every Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern, uh, 8 p.m. Central. And uh, you can email me, Thomas at charshot.com. Rate our show on Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get podcasts, leave a five star review. Uh, that way we can get it out to more people. Uh, we also have a Discord that you can join on as well. Uh, links are on charshot.com. Uh, also, our Destiny Discord is blowing up. I think we're at capacity now for our uh, clan. <laughs> so we might have to make another one. Who knows? Um, but yeah, until then, guys, enjoy your games and have a good night. Wash your hands. <laughs>